Network Media Complex on WTKS-FM HD1. Coco Beach, Orlando. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. Download it now. Groundbreaking. Critically acclaimed. And now, The Phillips File. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. It is what a day Burt Reynolds has died and Rich DeVos has died. We'll get into that as the afternoon wears on. Hello there. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome. It's the start of the Phillips File. This one for Thursday. That's Thursday, September 6th, the year 2018. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Jim Phillips here once again to take your phone calls and listen to your stuff, whatever your stuff might happen to be. News and current events. We'll do that. We'll talk about your life. Feel free to talk about mine. We'll find many other things to discuss this afternoon. We always do, so take part in the most listened to, the most popular, the most widely heard, the highest rated radio program of its kind in the entire state of Florida. Pick us up on iHeartRadio. That's one way to do it, or use your transistor. Go to realradio.fm. That's our website. Check that out. Send us a text on anything at any time. That's realmobile seven seven zero three one. Uh, we will look at it and then decide whether we want to use that on the air. On the phones, long distance, toll free, one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. For those of you in the metro, four zero seven nine one six one zero four one. Mo's here. She has news in a yes, few minutes. Sir. We'll work off that. Jack is with us. Pinkman is here as well later in the program. Well, first of all, let me say that Kim Montez, who's the uh, spokesman for the. Florida Highway Patrol in the Central Florida area. She's going to drop by at about four. She'll be in studio with us, you know, just to chit chat. You know, I'm, I'm not crazy about having anybody in the studio, and it's just not. Good arm just wrestle. Don't. So uh, <laughs> she's going to come in because I've always been a big fan of Kim Montez. I've seen her on TV a zillion times, yeah. and I've always just kind of wanted to say, "Well, come on in and let's let's." I think there's kind of maybe a mutual admiration society. So we'll sit down with Kim Montez at four. Right after the news with Mo, we'll move that bonus round of closest to the pin somewhere. Stay tuned. Thursday, what else do we have today? We got, uh, well, we might or might not have Jock's audio file. We'll see what's hey. going on there. We'll slip something in there. No Pat Clark. No Pat Clark today. Regular round of closest to the pin. We'll spend a couple of minutes with Jim Colbert, see what he has planned for tomorrow. So you want to win it today with Eddie the Shaman and Pinkman as a lifeline. So there oh. we go. Let's get into it just a little bit. Rich DeVos has passed away, the Orlando owner of the Orlando Magic. Um, and we just found out that, um, that Burt Reynolds has passed away. Mr. Pinkman has more information about that. Uh, yes. So far, all they're saying is he passed away at a hospital in Jupiter this morning mm. with his family by his side. That's a big deal. 82. How old? 82, 82 years old. Yep. Lonnie. <laughs> was Lonnie by his side? He was oh, a yes. big, uh, he was a big, I mean, he was a huge star. They split though, right? Yes. Oh, I mean, yeah. Lonnie Anderson. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Burt Reynolds' mother said as uh, as um, she was standing next to him and Lonnie Anderson was being walked down the aisle that uh, this was one of the biggest mistakes he had ever made. Oh, that's not nice. Well, well she yeah. was right. Moms are like that. <laughs> she, well, she, now, we don't know if it was the biggest mistake he's ever book. made. 
I read his book. Was it the biggest mistake? One of the biggest mistakes, and one of the biggest mistakes he ever made was not marrying uh, Dinah Shore. Oh, Dinah Shore. He was in love with I Dinah he said Shore. Sally Field was he the was love in love that got with her, too. too. Oh, boy. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Dinah Shore was. Uh, was the one. Yeah, was the one, I think. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Be- so Burt Cosmo- Reynolds played mm-hmm. uh, football for Florida State University, of course. Florida guy, no question about that. Grew up in the Jupiter, the South Florida area. Of the Sunshine State, he has passed away at the age of 82. We'll get more information about that. Rich DeVos, the owner of the Orlando Magic, has headed west after health complications. They said they had some kind of an infection. The only thing that I bring up, you know, Rich DeVos, owner of the Orlando Magic, Rich DeVos. Um, Amway. Amway, of course. Yeah, and the Magic. Rich DeVos, uh, he and his wife took, I think, $50, $45, $50 when they uh, were young people and turned it into uh, the, the DeVos family now worth a total of five and a half billion dollars. There's oh, no wow. question about their success in, in that arena. Uh, they uh, contributed lots and lots of money to charitable causes and good causes in Grand Rapids, Michigan and elsewhere. Did some pretty good work <clears throat> with worthy causes here in Orlando in relation to the Orlando Magic. I just want to point out, though, because you'll see, especially uh, in the news, local news today, on TV, uh, you know, they'll be doing reports on Rich DeVos, as, mm-hmm. as, any, as anyone would, and I understand that, but I hope they don't forget that there are a few things about Rich DeVos that should be pointed out, and we shouldn't forget about it. Rich DeVos campaigned heavily, heavily against gay marriage. I mean, that was his, essentially his religious stance. He opposed gay marriage. He pumped hundreds of thousands of dollars into the campaigns here in Florida to prevent gay marriage. He was not exemplary when it came to the fight against AIDS. I think he was appointed to some AIDS commission by then-President Reagan. And uh, in the beginning, it was Rich DeVos who essentially said to, uh, to people who were suffering from from HIV and AIDS that essentially, you know, it's really your behavior and your fault that brought this on. Um, and he, he all, he, there was a lot of controversy with Rich DeVos, and I hope the media, rest of the media doesn't avoid this. They need to point this out if they're honest. Uh, there was a lot of controversy over his heart transplant. He was 71 years old at the time, couldn't get a heart transplant here in the United States. He was too old, usually if you're over 62, in the United States, they will not give you a heart transplant, no matter how much money you might have. They just won't do it. So Rich DeVos went overseas and uh, waited around for a while. And according to some reports, uh, paid a lot, a lot, a lot of money. And some reports said that he was bumped to the head of the line to get a heart transplant in London. And he got one. And he lived, you know, 20 years longer. Well, I suppose if I had that kind of money, too, and I needed a heart transplant, I could fly to London and, you know, you do what you do. But you could also question if anybody pass away because Rich DeVos got moved to the head of the line when it comes to a heart transplant. That's a legitimate question that I don't know whether it can be answered. The only thing that I'm saying, if you're going to do an honest report about Rich DeVos and all the good things that he did with the DeVos family, you need to point out some other things that brought on some controversy with Rich DeVos as well. As a matter of fact, this program, uh, the first time that they took the uh, the arena, 
Not too long after they built it, Rich DeVos wanted a new arena downtown. Not where it is right now, but the old arena. They wanted to tear that down and put up a new one because the DeVos family said at that time, this does not meet new NBA standards. And this program, primarily this program by itself, fought that idea because Rich DeVos wanted the community to pay for it. He didn't want he had this guy worth billions of dollars. He didn't want to throw one plug nickel into that. I know. He wanted the community to pay for it. And we started the No Rena campaign. Remember that? I have. I still we have had the, the shirt. No Rena campaign. Yep. Bumper and stickers. it was this program that fought Rich DeVos on the air and said, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh at least kick in some money, bub. And they wouldn't do it. He wanted, uh, you know, he he wanted the local community and the hotel taxes and all that stuff to go into the construction of a brand new arena to benefit his basketball team. And we said we don't think so. <laughs> Second time around, I think the DeVos family, it's now the whatever they call that thing down there, Amway Center. That's it. They kicked in money and made an arrangement with the local community, you know, and everybody said, okay, we can, li- we can live with this this time around. But mm-hmm. the first time around, we shut that down. This community shut that down. That's another controversy that ought to be uh, pointed out if you're going to do any kind of honest obituary and reflection on the life of Rich DeVos. I'll make a bet, Pinkman, the Rich DeVos family, the DeVos family, within a year will announce that that team is up for oh, sale. One dollar. One dollar. Deal. Oh, take that bet. They're it's not up for going. sale. They're yeah. not going. I didn't say they were going anywhere. I said oh. they're going to put it up for sale. Going to have to track you that down. The DeVos family has no interest anymore in owning the Orlando Magic, I think. And they'll say, look, we can sell it. We bought it for, what, $50 million, $85 million. It's now worth what? Yeah. Show us the money. We'll get some more information about the passing of Burt Reynolds, the op-ed piece, uh, op-ed piece and the New York Times, the, the, the anonymous op-ed piece that the New York Times is running. I'm a big fan of the New York Times. I've been for years. I read it every single day. Um, you can call it what you want. You can call, the, call it the successful New York Times or the failing New York Times or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I just think the world of it. I think if everybody read the New York Times... Every day, you'd be a hell of a lot better off for it. Now, there is an opinion page, an editorial page, then there's a news page. You have to understand in the newspaper business, they are two, they're separated. They do, they do not work together. You have an op-ed editorial section that works on their own, and then you have the news reporting that work on their own. Legitimate newspapers, that's how they operate. However... You know, this is an op-ed piece by an anonymous person who claims to be uh, a high-ranking official in the Trump administration. Yeah. Who's essentially saying, uh, you know, we're doing what we can uh, to keep this president in check. Otherwise, God only knows what would happen. Uh, I am not happy about this at all with the New York Times. And whoever penned that op-ed piece, I think, should have the courage to step forward and say, here I am. I mean, they're talking about at one time cabinet officers um, beginning conversations about the 25th Amendment, which is a process by which the cabinet can remove the president of the United States from office. It's a very lengthy, involved process, but there was some discussion about that. You owe, you have an allegiance to the Constitution of the United States and the American people. And if you are so concerned that this president does not have the capacity to fulfill his responsibilities as the chief, chief executive, I think as a patriot and, and as an American, you need to step forward and say, here I am, or anybody else. 
And I think there's a responsibility on the people who left that administration, whether they were kicked out or whether they left on their own because they couldn't deal with this guy anymore. I think they have a responsibility as well. I think there is that responsibility to the Constitution. I think there is that responsibility to the oath uh, to the oath that you took mm-hmm. with your hand on the Bible or your hand in the air or whatever if you're a non-believer, and you took that oath to defend the Constitution of the United States. And if you think that this man is mentally unstable, he's not capable, he's intellectually not capable to handle the job, whatever the reason, that he's out of control, that he uh, has the mental capacity of a fifth grader, whatever the case might be, you have an obligation, I believe, as an American to stand up and step forward, identify yourself and say, I'm going to Congress. I'm going to the American people. Here's what, here's what I've seen. Here is what I've witnessed. I'm very disappointed in the New York times for running that. I'm not quite sure why they did it, why it was so necessary, why they couldn't say, well, great piece, but we're not going to publish that unless you put your name to it. We can talk about that as the afternoon wears on. Bank shooting in Cincinnati, three dead, including the shooter. You're not safe anywhere in the United States anymore. I don't care where you go. You go to the bank. You can go to a ball game, the movie theater, go to a restaurant, get on I-4. You're just not safe. Every time you leave your house, you ought to say, this could be the day that some crackpot with a gun shoots me. Let's see. There's one thing. Oh, let me. There's a quarter in here. I've been here for a couple of weeks. Don't. Uh oh! I don't no. I, I don't want anybody accused. Maybe, I think it's a plant. Maybe he's glued to the desk. It's <laughs> no, not it's glued not to glued. the desk. It's, it's been there. moved around. And it's, it's there for a reason because someone's keeping an eye on that quarter. It's not me. I didn't put it there. All right. It's not my quarter. I didn't do it. All right. And what they're doing is they're seeing if somebody lifts that quarter, takes that quarter. Mm-hmm. So then they can say we got him on camera. We got him somewhere. It's just some kind of undercover. Plot by somebody in this right. Maybe it's the engineers. I don't know. But no no show has touched it yet. No show has has put it in their pocket and walked away with it. Fascinating. It's not going to be me. Not me. All right. Mm -mm. Just leave it there. Oh, boy. It's a state quarter of some (laughs) kind. Don't touch it. Nope. Now your fingerprints oh, you are on it. it. California. It's a oh, California quarter. See, now I can pick it up with a plastic glove and put it in my pocket. Uh, put it someplace uh, else. You'll test it for fingerprints. fingerprints are on it. And be you. I could hide it in your drawer. No, keep out of my drawer. All right, anyway, there we go. Plenty of things to talk about this afternoon. Kim Montez coming in at 4. Got all that good stuff. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. She's got the news that ain't gonna bore ya. Here's Moira, here's Moira, here's Moira. From around the globe to around the block, there's something special for ya. All right, there you go. Why am I not hearing this? I'm not hearing it either. Do that again. Mm-mm. It's what, just what, in this room. What, what, it's not F. Oh, hang on. I'll be right there. Pinkman will Oh. <laughs> they had to replace it. They had to uh, fix that and replace it. I guess they didn't plug in the They uh, forgot the wire. critical piece, which mm. is not going to... Well, the only one who uses it for this purpose is Mr. Phillips. Mm-hmm. Mr. Phillips. 
Do what you have to do. Yeah, yeah. Do what you have to do. Do you have to do what you plug have to do? Plug in the thing you have to plug in. Make it snappy. Uh-oh. Yeah, we're waiting on you. Watch it. You're going to pull that thing right out of the... Oh, there it Look, is. Look, I'm in a pretty good mood right now. Uh, actually, people text... in a pretty good mood is. today, Ooh. as yeah. a matter of fact. You know... Let's try again. Let me... What is this thing? Yeah, now know. you got to get rid of that thing. you got to get rid of it. What is this? Come I don't on, know pink. what that is. All right, you're eating into my time, Pinky. Hold on a minute. Keep Pull going. file. I'll, I can do that. Yeah, yeah. All right, you do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not going anywhere. Yeah. Oh, come on, damn Pinkman. Or one at a time, please. Nobody's saying anything. We're just holding here while you push right, button. Screw this. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy, he's going to break. It's the news. It's the news it's here. It's not secured. The damn thing is not secured. Uh, Look at this. It's bouncing all over the damn place. All right, let's get a check of the yes, news. Please. Here's Mo. All right, we have three people who passed away. I'm thinking that that's the end of it. Rich DeVos, self-made billionaire who founded Amway. Yeah. Yeah. And, and all of those. That's one. 92 years old. Okay. Also bought the Orlando Magic, brought it to Orlando. That's number one. We have Burt Reynolds, 82 years old. That's number two. That news just broke a few minutes ago. Yes. Yeah. Uh, mustachioed, handsome, all of the above, Burt Reynolds. And three. Who? The singer of the Cranberries, Dolores O'Rourke. No, she died, no, she died in January. Yeah, but now they came out and talked. We didn't talk about it then. I don't yeah, know. we well, did. Of course we did. You can't count a January death no. as part of a no, that's not three. That's not well, three. Well, today, Shameful they you. released information. They did an inquest into her death. She was only 46 years old. Found submerged inside a hotel bathtub in London. And today, I say today, yeah. the coroner said that it was drowning due to intoxication from alcohol. Eee. I guess she was drinking up a storm, had an alcohol level four times the legal limit. She had prescription drugs and alcohol, and she went unconscious, I'm sure, and mm-hmm. uh, some stupor and drowned. They had an inquest. They found a lot of mini bottles, one bottle of champagne. They found all this alcohol. Didn't say anything about drugs, though. Um, but they did say that it was drowning was the no, cause of death out. due to intoxication from alcohol. So there are the three death stories right off the bat. Just saying. Okay. Andrew Gillum, the Democratic nominee for governor in the state of Florida, that election in about six, seven weeks. Uh, today, he revealed who his running mate is. And, and uh, that is a, another candidate who wanted to be governor, but not Gwen Graham. It is a local Winter Park businessman, Chris King, as his choice for lieutenant governor on the really? Democratic ticket. Yep. Um, now, it highlights, you know, some uh, some things. I mean, Gwen Graham was sort of straight down the middle of, of a candidate. Uh, Andrew Gillum, a little more left-leaning than that. Chris King, also a little more progressive um, and he said, we leaned into choosing a person who, you know, we think could easily take over as governor of Florida um, and, and, and is a good fit for him. So they, that's who he picked. He picked a 39-year-old, Chris King, who finished last, by the way, in the, in the primary a week or so ago and spent more than $5 million of his own money. Well, he got something for it now, didn't he? He got lieutenant governor. Now, they have, just so you know, lieutenant governor has no official duties. Not to stay alive. But would replace the governor in the event of his death or resignation. And what they normally do is use this pick as a way to appeal to a wider swath of voters. Of course. What DeSantis did. Mm, Now, let me tell you about DeSantis. Uh, He is expected to name his lieutenant governor... Uh, who is a state lawmaker from Miami. The choice is represented, we, we heard, but that's not official yet, Representative Jeanette Nunez, 
who would be the first cu- female Cuban-American candidate for mm. lieutenant governor oh, in Florida smart. history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're covering the demographics. Yep. He's stopping today down in Little Havana in Miami, and the deadline is today at 5 o'clock. So we will hear from DeSantis uh, later and Gillum, today. Gillum, you know, kind of grabbing a, the, you know, uh, the black demographic and the DeSantis saying, well, I'll, you know, check you with, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, the Latin slash Hispanic demographic. And, you know, yeah. so it's perfect. A, it's a nice play. Mm-hmm. Chris King, we get that Winter Park white man. No, you go. You get a seven, eight, nine. Yeah, I mean, that's the way it's played. Yeah. Yeah. You seven, have eight, to play nine. it that mm-hmm. way. Vice President Mike Pence is campaigning in Florida today for Republican U.S. Senate candidate Rick Scott, current governor Rick Scott. Maybe he wrote the memo. Pence <laughs> is, uh, well, was spoken at a lunch earlier today and a fundraiser, of course. There was a mid-morning GOP unity rally here in, in Orlando for all statewide candidates. Uh, let's see. Uh, DeSantis was at that meeting. Uh, tonight, Pence attends a dinner and fundraiser for Rick Scott in the villages. Oh, they love him up there. Oh, sure. Employees at Walt Disney World Gym are voting on a new contract, giving them a starting minimum wage of $15 an hour. Out of the people. This, this deal calls for the 50% increase to take place over the next three years. Also includes a $1,000 bonus. It's yeah. the result of months of negotiations involving six different unions. Covers more than half of Disney World 70,000 workers. Voting on the contract ends tonight at 6 p.m. The beginning of so un- more that. union representation and the United States labor force. Right there Count at Disney. Yep. We'll take a little break. We're going to come back. More news, the food the birthdays don't forget it for we'll talk to kim montez with the florida highway patrol on real radio 104.1 now let's get back to the news by the way kim montez at the top of the hour with the florida highway patrol back to the news the birthdays the food here's Mm -hmm. mo today is a great day for food today is september 6th 2018 and today i know it's a it's a it's a day that you like jim okay i know i like it i'm not positive about everybody but i think it's a it's a stellar day, and September 6th is National Coffee Ice Cream Day. I like coffee ice cream. Thank you. It's not my, my favorite, favorite, but I like coffee ice cream. See, there it you go. It is my mom's favorite. That's it. Currently, one of my favorites. I do like it when there's a couple of chocolate chips in there. I'm going to text her. Something. Colors. It's yeah. national. Today? Yeah, today. Yeah. It's that damn pickleball. Uh, what? Oh, my God. Well, we, went pic- we practiced pickleball yesterday, and oh, I worked up exciting. a big appetite. And you ate yourself silly? Oh, my God almighty. Pizza and this and I had an ribs apple and yesterday. I had a croissant. Good. I had yeah. uh, two pieces of uh, toast. What then I had some turkey with and uh, with a slice oh. of, of uh, I'm talking about food, then oh, a slice food, yeah. of uh, Swiss cheese. And I came in here. Jack had left two slices of pizza. That was yesterday. Then, that, well, uh, still that, worried about Then it, ribs <laughs> that Dirty Jim brought in, Colbert brought in. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I had a piece of cake. And I got home. Then I got on the scale. And I said, son of a bitch. Done. Oh, no. Well, listen, today... Uh, your pants are open. No, they're not. Oh, they're, yeah, they're we not. have company coming. <laughs> Golly, no, yeah, don't really. No, they're not open. Nope. I mean, oh, yeah, right, we don't right. care about Mo, but there's Stop. real people coming. Listen. You want to come in and check my pants? No, I don't. Feel wanna... free anytime. That's okay. <laughs> tomorrow we're not going to be together, so I will read you tomorrow's day. I don't like either of these things. Tomorrow is Beer Lovers Day and Acorn Squash Day. Yeah, yeah. that's a gross mm. day for a Friday. I'm really kind of bummed out about both good. of those things. But then we move to Saturday. Again, not my favorite kind of uh, fruit bread. You know, like I like banana bread, right? But tomorrow, uh, Saturday is date nut bread day. Yeah, it's all right. It's like layer of butter uh, on uh, it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Finally, on Sunday, we won't be together. We're not missing any great food weekend. That's for sure. It's either I love food day. So just eat whatever you like. I love food. It's it's the I love food day. But really, it's also Wiener Schnitzel day. <laughs> 
That's going to be boiled peanut day for me. No, no, no. Heading to Titusville on Sunday. Oh, so you oh, stop yeah. at your friend on the road. Yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. remember her name. What's her name? I don't know. Peanut lady. That's the woman who Yeah, sells she's out near Christmas. Before you get to uh-huh. Christmas, you're heading east I know. on Highway 15. I know where it is. But I don't think she's open until about 10 in the morning. Mm-hmm. She's got well, some good boiled peanuts. Speaking of Cape Canaveral and driving over that way, SpaceX says it completed a test firing of the Falcon 9 rocket. Yesterday, in preparation for liftoff this weekend, a four-hour launch window opens Saturday at 11.28 at night. And then it's open till, obviously, the middle of the night, till 3.30 or whatever. The mission payload is some kind of communication satellite that serves China, Mongolia, Southeast Asia, and Pacific Ocean region. And is a sister to some other one they launched back in July. Uh, The good news is the weather should cooperate and they think it's going to be A-OK great. Uh, what weather is not great is this Florence, this hurricane, that whirled up into a Category 3. Now it's settled down. It's only a 2 over the south-central Atlantic. Uh, the Hurricane Center's latest advisory says it is still really far away from anything that we care about. I mean, it's just swirling in the ocean. I mean, it's even 1,100 miles east-southeast of Bermuda. So it'll be many days before it threatens anything. Uh, it will remain a hurricane and will likely re-intensify and whirl up into a stronger storm over the weekend. So I will keep you apprised of that. A Cutler Bay man down in Miami is paying a steep price for calling in a bomb threat to Where's a Cutler Pembroke. Bay? Hialeah? No, Coral no, Gables? it's south. No, it's south of Kendall. It's on uh, US one. Uh, uh-uh, uh, no. Well, it's a- on the bay. It's south of Coconut Grove. It's south of my downtown Miami. It's south of Vizcaya. It's Homestead. It's south of there. It's south of Coconut Grove. It's south. No. It's south it of Parrot Jungle, and it's south of Parrot Jungle. Yes, it's over, but That's it's on the open. water. Yeah, Parrot Jungle's open. That's a good time, Parrot Jungle. It is a good time, and the parrot plays the piano with his nose like that. That's Marconi, his mouth. Marconi yeah. plays the mamba. That's the way I looked yesterday on that uh, on that uh, pickleball court. I looked like one of those boink, dancing boink, chickens, boink, you know. They boink, put him on, boink, plays boink, the piano. Mm-hmm. Because gets on there and starts kicking around. This guy decided it was a good idea to call in a bomb threat to a mosque no, bad in Fort Lauderdale. Well, the federal judge thought it was a crappy idea, too. He sentenced the man to four years in prison and an additional three of supervised release. See you later. When he pled guilty, this 26-year-old dummy confessed to leaving a hate-filled and profanity-laden voicemail on the mosque's emergency contact number saying he was going to blow it up. I won't get in trouble, will I? No, 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 no. Hey, Fred, I'm thinking about making this call. You think I'll get in trouble? Mm-mm. Well, I reckon every time you're just kidding, no. <laughs> just kidding? Yeah. There's no just kidding, JK, no. I was uh, just kidding, y'all. Just Tell kidding. the judge, yeah, I was just, you know. No. Mm-hmm. LOL. No, that's nothing about that funny. I had like seven PBRs and then I made that call. Oh, boy. Sorry. Jim, an unnamed senior Trump administration official just slammed President Trump's a- as amoral. He says the guy has no moral compass and he makes decisions. He's a reckless, he's, he's just a wreck. Um, and this op-ed was published in the New York Times. Yeah. They vetted the guy. They know who it is. They will not reveal their sources, of course. But they say that he or she, maybe, is part of what they call the resistance movement in the White House. Now, as people leave the White House jobs, they all say the same thing. The Woodward book that came out or is coming out this week says that the, the White House is in chaos. This editorial says, I still work here, and we're trying the best we can to keep this ship from going off the edge. So the dilemma, you know, and and they don't even think the president understands it, but many of the, quote, adults in the room are trying, you know, the hardest that they can to keep this thing moving forward. 
I'm no fan of this administration. I'm a big fan of the New York Times. I know I, I'm, not, I'm not crazy about this. I think this was a bad move. Mm. Uh, but this is, uh, you, know, I, you know, step forward, be a patriot. You, you swore an oath to the Constitution. You didn't swear an oath to the Republican Party or an oath to the President of the United States. I think there's an obligation on the part of people, either they're still working for the administration or whether they left, yeah. to stand up and say, here's what I witnessed That's and here's what's, here's what's going on. I mean, the, 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 the reports and the evidence keep uh, mounting. The walls keep crumbling towards something. I think that's what came out yesterday. Something's going to happen as it relates to this president. And if, he's, if the reports are true, that he's so he's unmanageable, yeah. uh-huh. it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cornered dog. It's a cornered, wounded animal. And there's no telling. I mean, it's, it well, can be scary stuff. Leaving, this is more of a... Con- this is, and what I'm trying to say is this is more than just a constitutional crisis. We're in a constitutional crisis right now. But when you have a wounded president yeah. who feels that he has no alternative but to... What? Fill yeah. in the blank. Right. Well... The president, when he feels cornered, what does he do? He tweets. And he lashed out on Twitter all day yesterday, overnight as well. He's going to do something to divert the attention away from Woodward's book and this anonymous op-ed piece. And then the question is, well, what do you think that would be? And to really divert our attention from that, it could be very serious business. These people, I believe, have an obligation. Stand up, identify yourself, step forward. Talk to Congress. Talk to the American people. Tell us what you see. Tell us what you saw. And maybe others will do so. And then we can decide as the body politic whether we want to keep them around or whether we want them impeached, whether well, we want to force them to resign, whatever the case might be. I think they realize that won't happen with the Congress as I, it is now. I don't like the idea what? of people taking things off the president's desk. <laughs> I don't think it's funny. I, I, what else are you I, taking I, off I the president's it, I'm in, desk? I'm incredulous, but yes. You, you, have, you have a responsibility to report to the duly elected chief executive pre- president of the United States who sets policy. If you don't like his policy, if you don't, if you think that, you know, what he's coming up with is, is, is crazy, then you have an obligation to tell the American people. Who are Instead they going to swiping things, well, you go to the media, you go to Congress. And then they do, lose their job and then nobody's watching them. Then nobody's watching the store. Then what? So the welfare of the American people is 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 not as important as one's career. Is dependent on the people you who are in there watching. You do not have a right to take things from the President of the United States. You do not, do not think you have a right to remove things from the President of the United States. You might not like what the President of the United States is doing. Mm-hmm. might not like his decisions. Uh, but that's not the responsibility of a cabinet officer or somebody else to remove things from the president. What else are they removing then? Right. Late night TV host well, really got the... Think you, about it. They, it's a coup. It's an attempted coup is what it is. They got a lot of mileage from this New York Times op-ed piece. Um, and they, like Trevor Noah, you know, um, said, you know, some remarks on it. Uh, Stephen Colbert, of course, chimed in. Here's the Trevor Noah comment. He says, quote, uh, again, this means this whole time we've been dealing with a watered-down version of Trump? You know, if if what we see now when he seems... Anyway, then uh, Colbert said, quote, Mr. President, they traced the resistance, and it's coming from inside the White House. Get out of there. 
you know, when, uh, when, it wasn't bad enough for undercutting me on news, but now she's taking the who said it best segment. Oh, no. Okay. Sorry. We'll move on. And there's I didn't know. You said tell the way, me there, something. You might, you know, as Americans <laughs> think about this a little bit, there's nothing funny about this at all. No. I mean, I understand, okay, late night comedians, then want to try to get a laugh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but there's nothing funny about this as well. If, if, if what is being said in that op-ed piece in the New York Times is true, uh-huh. if the things that are, tr- and there's no reason to suspect that they're not, right. uh, the information that's being provided in Bob Woodward's new book, and, book, up, yeah. and you can't, uh, you can't uh, attack his integrity, Pulitzer Prize winner. Um, and you have a question about how serious you need to be as an American as it relates to all this kind of stuff. It's not the identity of the person really who wrote that op-ed piece you have to you have to concentrate on the substance of what that person he or she said in that piece that's what's important people are walking around that white house like on eggshells either on eggshells afraid that he's going to lash out at them or that he is going to make some kind of rash decision uh, and and make policy on social media. Unfortunately, the media is concentrating. They're, they're in a big parlor game now about who wrote the op-ed piece. Mm-hmm. That's not what's important. What's important is whether the substance in that op-ed piece is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on, shall we? The Nike ad featuring Colin Kaepernick will air during the NFL season opener tonight. The ad for the shoe company features the NFL quarterback who created a firestorm when he began kneeling during the national anthem before the game to protest racial injustice. A two-minute version of this Nike commercial is now on Twitter and also features LeBron James and Serena Williams. But they are airing it tonight on the NFL opener. It's a big It's a big deal. Um, You're a big deal. Who's playing I, I, tonight? I don't know. <laughs> Who's playing tonight? That would be Atlanta and the defending Super Bowl champion, Philadelphia. He oh. does it again. She cannot let me do I anything knew. around I, here. I finally knew an answer. Bet you didn't know Carson Wentz is out tonight. I don't know who that is. Exactly. See? No. no. Roasted. Nope. Uh, Michael Moore has a new movie coming out. What is it? Uh, opens uh, in two weeks uh, from tomorrow. Michael Moore's new film. Oh, it's film. about the thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chime yeah. in whenever yeah. you're ready. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It ended up, it's about how America I'm ended ready. up. Let's settle with, down, everybody. What do you got? Michael Moore's new movie about how America ended up with a Donald Trump presidency. It debuts at the Toronto International Film Festival today. It's called Fahrenheit 11.9, which Still was a wearing that cap. Nah, sometimes. Um, instead of Fahrenheit 9-11, Jim, he calls it Fahrenheit 11-9, which was it. the day that Trump was elected. Oh. 11-9, November. I and get it. Last no, one was, I guess. I don't know. 9-11, 11-9. It's a twist on the title of his other movie about George W. Bush, Fahrenheit 9-11. The film opens in theaters in the United States on September 21st. It's also Fashion Week in New York, underway, bringing some of the world's most talented designers together to show off their stuff. Mm. The week is marked by party special events, plenty of runway shows. Kate Spade will have the first show since the death of Kate Spade, the founder herself. That show is set for tomorrow morning at the New York Public Library, and they'll do a tribute to Kate Spade there Mm. as well. I know you're very excited about the Fashion Week, so I didn't want to let the news go by without mentioning it. Are you, are you all right? Jimmy Chu had the trunk show yet? I'm not that's, sure. That's no. my favorite. <laughs> a controversial former Alabama judge. I, I told you about this yesterday, but now it's made all the news. Do you remember uh, Judge Roy Moore who sure, tried to be senator? Yeah. yeah. Right. He is now filing a $95 million lawsuit against British comedian Sasha Baron Cohen. Uh, he claims he was duped into appearing on, Sasha, uh, on, on, on Cohen's Showtime series, Who is America? Yeah. The complaint says there was fraud, defamation to character, because... 
Roy Moore was, quote, lured to Washington, D.C. to accept a phony award for supporting Israel. So he shows up, and the lawsuit also named CBS and Showtime as well. Um, what they did is uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, he was disguised as an Israeli security expert or something, and he demonstrated a fictional device that would detect pedophiles. <laughs> and so he, he waved this beeper thing over himself and over his cameraman. Nothing happens. And then he waves it over Roy Moore, and it starts beeping like crazy. <laughs> like to, a dollar bed payment. It's settled out of court. To detect pedophiles. He's suing for $95 uh, million. I'm like a bet. No deal. There's enough of a case that it'll be settled out of court. No oh, deal. Oh, boy. Happy, happy birthday today, Jim. To um, the famous first sister, really, uh, Pippa Middleton, younger sister of Kate Middleton. How uh, old is Pippa? Pippa. 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 Pippa's now twenty-seven. Twenty-nine. I don't know. Twenty-eight. Pinkman, thirty-five. No, I knew it. Thirty-five. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Time flies, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you what? Okay. Uh, let's see. How about Roger Waters? Roger goes first. Waters. Wait, it's my turn. Oh, yeah, thank you. Sorry. sorry. I'm thinking. Sorry. That's okay. He's in his 70s. Uh, yeah. Go. He's got to be 73. Oh, please. Nope. Jim? Now, Sam, you'll... Give me a window. Give me a window. Give him a window. I, can't, I don't know if hello, I can, Jack. Hello, hello, I'll go 76. Is there anybody? Oh, you got a window, but you got two to choose from. Two. Go. Well, I always try and undercut uh, Pinkman and give Jim, you know, like we're playing tennis. Oh, uh, okay. 74. Okay, you and Jim Splitty, 75. Ah, <laughs> damn, it. damn it. See, you lay up, I know, you know, and I you know. get those brownie points. Okay, happy, happy birthday also, finally, to singer Macy Gray. Macy Gray, Jim. Macy Gray, Jim. Macy Gray is now 43. <gasps> 45. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, 44. Pinkman, 49. Damn it. Well, she looks younger. And that's the Lottie Dodge. Just call me Moira. Uh, there we go. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we'll talk with Kim Montez, uh, who is the public information officer for the Florida Highway Patrol. Uh, we've always wanted to talk to her. And as I near retirement in a couple of months, I just wanted to get her in the studio and chit-chat. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Yeah, we don't like you either, but it's a really easy way to keep up with all our contests. Facebook slash Real Radio Orlando. From the... You're listening to the Phillips File on Real Radio. Phillips filed for a uh, Thursday. That's uh, news that broke at about 3 o'clock that Burt Reynolds had passed away at 82. It's a big treat for me because I've been looking forward to this for a while. I said uh, a few months ago, why don't, I, why don't we have a farewell tour as I lead up to my retirement later uh, this year? And we'll get this person and that person and this person and that person, people I've always wanted to talk to. And then I said, uh, I don't want to do that. I really don't want to do that, except I wanted to talk to one person. I'm not quite sure why. But I said, I want to talk to Kim Montez, who's the public information officer in Central Florida for the Florida Highway Patrol. And I've mentioned, I've talked about this for many, many years, because I've seen Kim on the air, on the news, so many times. And uh, being in the news business for a long time, then in this business for a long time. And I see these public information officers who many times are, not in Kim's uh, instance, but in other times, they're just flax for the agency that they, that they work for it. Kim is, in my estimation, the best public information officer I have ever witnessed for a law enforcement uh, a law enforcement agency, 
or whether it's uh, some other government agency. She just knows what she's doing. I'm absolutely fascinated every time I see her on the air, and she's been gracious enough to say, oh, yeah, I'll go on the air with the gas bag for a couple of minutes and uh, and just do that thing. Yeah. Welcome. Thanks for joining me. I, I really appreciate This is a big treat for me. I mean, it, it really is. I you know, finally is get to me meet too. you. It is for me, too. I feel like you, you guys have been my cheerleaders for the last couple years, and uh, – it's uh, it's actually an honor to be here. And you're now a what's what's your I'm rank? Le- we always call you <laughs> Lieutenant Colonel or, or Fleet Admiral, right. or so you're now because you just got a promotion not too long yeah, ago. Yeah, back in May I got promoted to Lieutenant. Well, congratulations! Oh, see, there you go. That's absolutely. Correct. I'm wondering if they actually listen to you guys all these years, promote me, and then they said, "Well, let's give her a promotion because give her know, a real promotion." Jim Phillips said that. Well, she we be know promoted. that right. every time <laughs> that we would talk about you on the air and say, "Well, you know, Lieutenant General Kim Montez," I know you got calls from fellow troopers. No. Yeah. Oh well, okay, well, good you, for fancy you. Fancy pants. I think yeah. the first time we were, mm-hmm. we weren't quite sure what the exact rank was, so we figured if we just kept shooting higher, right? And, but then we ran out of rank, so we just sort of making stuff up so when you started as a road patrol trooper how many years ago uh 24 years ago okay and then all of a sudden you you got moved off the road patrol and into as we call it the public information officer you're the spokesperson for fhp when you need when the fhp needs to talk to the news media absolutely so how'd that happen about 15 years ago the lieutenant chuck williams who had been pio here for years great guy very well and he had quadruple bypass uh, went out on a medical and they handed me his phone and said here you go uh fill in didn't know what i was doing at the time still wonder some days if i know but uh, I did it, and then it kind of stuck, and I stayed in that position. I've been in it for 15 years. Are you on call all the time? Pretty much, yes. <laughs> Can you ever say, oh, no, I'm not going to that one? You know, I have a bunch of guys that are in the different counties that are fantastic and help me out. And if I need to take some time off, they're, they're always willing to help me cover. Right. But for the most part, I'm pretty much on. How many counties do you cover? I cover six counties. Ooh. What's the key? I mean, what's the key in your estimation to being a successful PIO? You know, first of all, I think it's the guys because they're the ones on scene getting me the information. Without that, I wouldn't have the accurate information. And then the relationships that have been built, believe it or not, over the years with the media, with the reporters. And here in Central Florida, a lot of these reporters have stayed here for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And those relationships are built. That trust is built. And therefore, you're able to get them the information they need. You have a certain demeanor on the air. As as well, we call I mean, it when no you nonsense. came in, you know, we gave oh, each yeah, other yeah. a big hug and you know, laugh and giggle and this. But when you're on the air, you have a demeanor. I mean, you have the the FHP uh, Smoky Bear type hat on. It's tilted down. I mean, it's a command presence. Is that by is that by designed? I mean, when you thought about that, said if I'm going to talk to these media guys, I'm going to have a command presence, and they're going to listen to me, and I don't want any. I don't want any. You know, lip. Yeah, no lip. <laughs> well, you know, unfortunately, most of the things that we talk about are not good things. Uh, it's it's traffic fatalities, it's death, it's, you know, aggressive driving. So we want that seriousness to come across. Plus, it's our FHP's history and protocol to wear that hat when we're out in the public. Do you get recognized in the public? Sometimes I do. Um, a lot of times when I'm out, my hair is longer. So it, it, people will be like, you know, do I know you? And then I kind of say no, but... So every once in a while I do. Yeah, but I mean, if you have to stop by the store to pick oh, something yeah, up, you yeah. got the hat to get the when uniform. Do they go? You're Kim. You're... Oh, you stop oh, yeah. people. Oh, you pull oh, them yeah. over. They oh, know. Yeah. I still, oh, oh, I still work on the road. I still and have investigated a crash here. They're there, but yeah, when I've had to stop people for driving in the manner they stop, a couple of people have. But so you're still on road patrol as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh no kidding. Yeah. 
What, you thought you had a desk job and never No, I just out? thought, no, I mean, in all honesty, I thought it was, I'm the public information officer, I have to do this, 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 but but you're still behind the wheel of of, yeah, of an FHP uh, a car, cruiser, and Ooh. handing out tickets, you're pulling people over. Unfortunately, yes, yes. How, how fast Un- have you gotten one of those things up to? Oh, uh, you know, the, charger, the chargers go pretty fast. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, um, it's over 100, yeah. but that's very rare. I mean, we have a very strict pursuit policy, so it's very rare that those... Oh, high speed. Uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. we go over there. It's, it, you've got to weigh out the, the the dangers versus the outcome of what you're trying to do. Every once in a while, you know, you're driving around, you're on a back road, you're heading home or doing this or whatever. You ever just kind of turn the lights on and the siren just whoop, for... Whoop, just yeah, for the siren's pretty annoying. <laughs> I mean, just, just to, you know, just for... I'm not going to ask yeah, pretty you. Pretty much not anymore. I mean, maybe in the beginning, but not anymore. You know, when you've been doing it for 24 years, that siren is pretty annoying. Yeah. Is it your way to tell your family to <laughs> yeah. come out? I'm here. Whoop, 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 yeah, whoop. When you're on yeah. the side of the road and it goes by, that siren comes and goes. When you're in the car, the siren is yes. never leaving. Yeah. <laughs> and it's oh, that's, that's true. true. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, Kim Montez is our, is our guest from the Florida Highway Patrol. When, you know, you've seen it, being a trooper, a road trooper, and a PIO person as well and you know other troopers and many times if not most of the time fhp is first on the scene of a of a, of a bad crash fatal crash is there a protocol that troopers with fhp go through you know you've got to see some horrific things in your years i mean yeah. is there i mean counseling there's... is there somebody within fhp or they say hey call this guy and go talk to him or is it mandatory Oh, do they I give you any counseling? Is that what you mean? Yeah. yeah I, mean, I mean, we have that available, but believe it or not, a lot of it's the camaraderie between the guys. Yeah. The guys and the girls that are on the on the road, they talk amongst each other. Um, everybody's kind of been through it. They've seen these horrific crashes. So mm-hmm. a lot of times just talking with each other is a good therapeutic way to kind of work it out. Yeah. You ever throw up when you first... No, no, but I, mean, I tell you, your beginning years when you first, you know, yeah. got to your first, you know, bad signal seven, two, three, seven. yeah, signal seven, there signal you go, seven. <laughs> signal, signal seven, that's, signal five. What's your ten twenty? Blah yeah, blah right. blah. The signal standards seven, are that's going. That's a dead one. Yeah. That, I mean, the first time is a, a, you know. No, but I can tell you, there are certain ones over the twenty-four years that have stood out, especially one a years ago where a little boy was killed in a crash. Yeah, and those are the hard ones when when the kids are are killed in a crash. I mean, you think about your own families. The only benefit when these things happen is you really do appreciate your families in a better sense when you see somebody else go through a mm. tragedy. How long are you going to do this, do you think? A couple more years. I'm, I can retire next year, but I'm going to go a couple more I'm years. Telling you, I'm telling you, and I've said this on the air, you okay. ought, in all honesty, you yeah, ought to this think. This is a good idea. I don't, whether you team up with a journalist, or team up with me, Mo, and start a school. You start a school for here is how to be a good public information. Here's how to be the best public information officer you can be. I'm telling you, you would have, you, you would be your, successful. Some of your compatriots who are they're not PIOs, very good. they're stink bombs. Yeah. No. They're not I mean, very they good. They don't call you back. What they say is not usable. They, you know, they talk in very clipped tone. And they're, they're, they're There's not, a guy with the Florida Department of Transportation. Oh, stop, never, I'm not going to mention any names. Oh, yeah. We uh, know him. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's never called us back. Oh, that guy? Yeah. yeah. And it's that like, guy. I mean, if you're, if you're mm-hmm. mad at me, okay, maybe I said something about you on the air years ago, whatever, and you, you but still you have an All obligation as a public employee. Especially if a government agency. Or if you've got a problem, just tell me, look, i got a problem with you. I don't like you. I hear you on the air, and I don't like what you say on the air, but you still have that obligation. You yeah. know, our job is to get information to the public. Yeah. and. Recently, yeah. I had to start tweeting, and I am not liking it. <laughs> and, oh, you're uh, no kidding. No, it's just not. You know, I'm 49 years old. I'm not uh, a big tweeter. Uh, 
but it's it's something that we have to do because we have to reach those people that use that as their media outlet to get their information. How do you become a, a trooper with FHP? Well, and we are always hiring. I'm telling you, um, oh, law you know, enforcement I'm, as a general. But is there an age limit? I'm going on no, 71 in not. November. There is no age limit. I think Absolutely I could do not. this. We actually oh, had a please. guy with us for 50 years that was a trooper for 50 years, just retired last year. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. See, I mean, you know. There's you gotta, no uh, yeah, automatic. Okay, so wait. Um, when, he just wants the hat. He does. He only he wants, wants the uniform. Really he wants the epaulets and things on the shoulders. I have a question about some of these apps now that help people supposedly drive safely and get around accidents like Waze or, you know, some of these other ones. Are you a proponent of that? Absolutely. We love Waze because here's the thing. It's going to give you real-time information, and we have no problem having Waze tell drivers exactly where we're at doing enforcement. It, oh, so when there's a speed trap, oh, yeah. it says on there, speed trap coming up. It and, does. You know, we feel it's not a trap, either you're speeding or you're not, but we have no problem telling you where we're trap. We, we have no problem telling you we're going to be on I-4 at the 114 on right, Friday. Right, I mean, right. That, that's, that's our goal is to let people know yeah. that we are out there. Because people it, will slow down. Yeah. yeah is it absolutely. Sa- is it safe to assume if it's raining and you're pulled over either by a trooper or mm. law enforcement, you're going to get a ticket? It's raining. Officers don't heard, get wet. <laughs> I've always heard that. I said, if you if the lights come on and it's raining, it's drizzling, and and they pull you over... Just, just break out your driver's <laughs> license and your insurance card because there's no yeah. argument. You're getting a ticket. Well, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. These uniforms are dry clean and you smell like a wet dog when you get wet. So yes. if you're getting wet, someone's getting a ticket. Yeah. Oh, see? You're not a happy camper if they're oh. pulling you over in the in the rain. Do you have to pay for your own dry cleaning or do they handle that? We get a uniform allowance oh. uh, and a lot of agencies are the same way. So, so but you, hey, it's dry clean only. You got to ask. Yeah, <laughs> it is dry, dry clean only. That's what she said. Uh, dry clean only. Oh, do you have the rain uh, cap for your hat? We do. Yeah. Oh, that plastic like the thing. plastic yeah. bag. Yeah. It's like a plastic covering. So yeah. a couple of more years you're thinking about doing this, and then any ideas of what, buying a fish camp someplace what? or, you know, becoming a... I grew up in Orlando, so I plan oh, on Oh, did staying. you really? Yeah. My husband was a, re- a trooper for 30 years. He just retired in November. So I'm kind of getting the itch a little bit, but I think I'll uh, stick around for a couple more years. Yeah, but any, I mean, what's he doing now? He is loving retirement, <laughs> and I'm jealous. <laughs> but I mean, any I mean, have is you he telling about... you to keep working? Sometimes yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sometimes yes. Yeah, keep working. But we yeah. worked together, so we actually worked out because he was our motor sergeant, and so we worked together. Um, we've been together 15 years, so it's it worked together. Is there a pecking order when it comes to county deputies, city police yeah, officers, Florida Highway Patrol? You know, how does that work? So basically, FHP does traffic-related incidents. We're a state agency. We're not doing the murders and the robberies and stuff right, like that. Course. Then you have um, your city police departments who are doing everything within their city jurisdiction. Even traffic stuff. Even traffic stuff. And then the sheriff's office um, will do everything but traffic here in Orange County. Yeah, Kim Montez is our guest. Is it true if there's an accident on private property, you know, it's worthless calling on the cops because the cops say, look, that was on private property. Yeah, just packed into my car and called on the highway patrol. The highway mm. patrol would say. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> if, if There's so many crashes and a lot of those fender benders. We honestly tell people there's a statute that allows us to tell you to exchange information. It's an insurance issue. Right. If it's something more serious, we're going to respond. But buycrash.com is a way to implement your information if you've been involved in a minor crash. And mm. it does save you from waiting for a trooper. All right. Stick around a couple of minutes, will you, please? Yeah, Jim, you have to ask her about flashers in the rain. Flashers. Oh, flashers. And I don't yeah. know. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. Okay, we'll get yeah. the flashers in the rain in a minute. Kim Montez with the Florida Highway Patrol is our guest. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1.
Phillips file for a Thursday. Kim Montez, who's the public information officer with the Florida Highway Patrol, is our guest. Why? Because I wanted her in here. I don't want to talk to anybody else. Kim is the only person I wanted to talk to in studio as I lead up to my retirement. What's the best excuse you can give a trooper when they pull you over? Honesty is the best policy, or do they like a good story? You know, I think it depends on the officer, but for me, honesty is the best policy. And I I appreciate a good story every once in a while because you get you get kind of tired of the same excuses in the last 24 years. What so, are the normal ones? Uh, I've got to go to the bathroom and you've passed three exits. Uh, uh, I'm running out of gas and you look in there and there's a half a tank of gas. Mm. Um, so you kind of like the originality every once in a while. Right. Um, right. Just for something different. And then, in my opinion, um, having somebody um, stopped on a traffic stop is to stop that instant behavior that they did something wrong. So it doesn't you, always warrant a ticket. So you have the discretion yes. as, as a trooper to say, well, I can give you a ticket and i give you a ticket and give you a warning or, hey, by the way, that was a great story, but I'm still giving you a ticket. Right. Right. And we do. And I think uh, for the troopers that I know, it really is based on the egregiousness of the violation and then kind of what that person, you know, everybody's having, everybody has a bad day. Let me talk mm-hmm. to you about quotas. You always hear these, uh, oh, well, yeah. the police departments, they got a quota. End you know, the, the watch commander mm-hmm. says, you guys got a right to, you know, you're way behind in writing tickets. Is there a quota or not a quota? There is not. And let me tell you, um, the, our agency does not care if you write 100 warnings or 100 tickets, but with the way people are driving out there, you better be stopping somebody and correcting their behavior. And so we really don't care. You could write all warnings. You could write all tickets. They just want you to make contact with the public, especially when every we're getting so many complaints from people about I-4 and the yeah, beach yeah. line. And oh, God. we have to, our job is to go out there and make contact with these drivers who aren't doing the right thing. Where, what's the worst road in, in Central Florida? Right now, you know, I-4 is pretty bad. Right. It's just, I mean, we're my troopers, I talked to my I-4 troopers the other day. They're catching people doing over 100 Stop miles it. per hour along I-4. How is that even possible with the construction? Believe it or not, it, in some in the overnight hours oh. when it's not, they are. I mean, right now, I think the highest speed one of my guys got was 126 at just after 8 o'clock in the morning in Seminole County. Let's talk about road aye. rage. Yeah. Um, I tell everybody, I don't keep a gun. I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid of firearms. I have them. They're locked away. I don't have one in the car because knowing my temper, I use it. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I do. I think I, I get sometimes get caught up as so many people do in that road rage thing. So what do you think you are? And I think I there might be times when I would reach for it. So I'm once you show effort. it, you're in trouble. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, people with that spur of the moment, if they show that gun to that other driver, right. they will be arrested because if we find that gun in that car. They're going to jail. So, and that's the temptation. I think that some people. So if have. I'm driving down the road and, and, and somebody, you know, they, they have a gun and not lower the window, they just pull it. And oh, I call gosh. the FHP and say, somebody just passed me an I four at Princeton yeah. and they waved a gun at me. You're going to be alerted to that. We're going to be alerted to it, and we will send the nearest officer, even if it's not a trooper. We we have an inner city that we work with the sheriff's office, the PD. The first person's going to get there, and we catch a lot of these people. They don't always make it on the news, but this is an increasing problem of people showing guns to kind of bully the other person and the other. And, and what's their excuse? Or do they say, "No, I didn't"? And no, believe it or not, a lot of them admit to it, and they they basically feel that they have the right to do that based on the, the actions of the other driver, and that's just taking it too far. Because the next step is going to be someone's going to start shooting. Kim Montez is our is our guest. What's the, uh, let's let's go back to to hazard lights uh, during a thunderstorm because <laughs> yeah. we see it all the time, and we get calls all the time, and we tell people don't you know your hazard lights are for this or for that. So let's clarify the law as it relates to your hazard lights. Don't do it when you're driving. So here's the thing. A lot of other states allow 
drivers to use their hazard lights. Okay. And I think we have some people, snowbirds, other people come down. Florida law says the only time you can activate your hazard lights, the flashing hazards, is if you are broke down or disabled and stopped. When it starts raining, that's not the time to turn on your hazard lights. You should be turning on your headlights, which illuminate your taillights and make you more visible. Do people drive um, worse in the rain? They do, because they don't adjust their speeds and their increase their distance for when the roads get wet. And that's why we have sometimes triple the amount of crashes when it rains. Jeez. I used to box people out all the time. Oh, oh yeah, just everybody. creates road rage. Yeah, and, and you know, I saw somebody zinging in and out of lanes, and I thought, you're not getting around me, bub, and I would go right Where does up, that come from, though? I, I mean, not, what's, what are the psychological dynamics I'm of that? I'm going to fix this I guy. mean, we know most crazy, hey. but, I mean, other than that, for normal people, <laughs> I think why that, do we I, do that? People. I think the law-abiding drivers that follow the rules get so aggravated that yeah. people are driving up the shoulder and cutting into traffic. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes they feel, well, I'm doing a good thing by trying to block them, which increases the chances of a road rage happening. So we just tell people just don't do it. It's tempting, but don't do it. Yeah, Jack. So many questions on the texting service. Mm-hmm. One is, what about texting and driving? Do you think it should be illegal? Right now it is illegal. It's a secondary violation, which means law enforcement has to see a driver committing another violation, improper lane change running through a red light, then if we notice that they are texting, we can issue that texting citation. So it is, has been against the law for several years. It just is, it makes it challenging for law enforcement to not stop them for that only reason. What do you think of the TV show Live PD? Do you, know, you watch I, it? I do not because I get enough of it at work. <laughs> but uh, but I, think, um, I think it does give a perspective for people who want to see how law enforcement works in real time. And I think if it's uncensored, then people can see what really happens. Cops, uh, you know, kind of played down. They had a lot of editing. They would ride with uh, officers for hours and hours and then pull the juicy Just stuff so out. Sure, of course. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. So I think Live PD does give it a, a better perspective of what happens. Burt Reynolds just passed away and about an hour ago. Yeah. And, of course, he was in the Smokey and the Bandit uh, movies. But you have a story about the character that was played by Jackie Gleason. Buford, Listen to this. Yeah, Buford T. Justice was an actual Florida Highway Patrol trooper. <laughs> he was? He was. That's somebody's real name? That is somebody. That was a trooper's was... real name, a Florida Highway Patrol trooper's real name. I wonder I wonder if maybe the movie was putting together, and Burt Reynolds, of course, who grew up in the Jupiter area, that part of South Florida, probably knew. I wonder if they said, hey, the name for this sheriff, this that's not going to work. Uh, sheriff John Smith. Well, that's not going to work in this movie, Smoking the Bandit. Yeah. So how about Buford T. Justice? And I think it fits. It fit the whole personality it did. of because the he was a southern, yes. you know, yeah, no nonsense kind of guy, and he wore the hat and the yeah. whole thing. Yeah, you got an angry driver. You pull somebody over, right? And they're just whether they're inebriated or whether they're just how do you handle that situation? Do you call backup immediately if you have something like that? You know, I, when do you call for backup? I think it, it's each officer's different. They have a different threshold of what they feel. Sometimes you just want another officer there. Um, because then that will calm down the person. But sometimes you're able to de-escalate. You know, when I came on the patrol, I was taught you treat every driver like you want your mom treated. And then if that per driver yep. escalates it, then you escalate it. But you want every driver to be treated like your mom. Kim Montez is our guest from the Florida Highway Patrol. So it's true that virtually everybody in a police cruiser, Florida Highway Patrol, when they're getting behind a car now, uh, they see the license plate and they're they're punching that into a computer. Already, they're looking you and, up, they're, well, and you get a, what an instant feedback now. We really don't because we're oh, not. Yeah, did. yeah, we're not supposed to use our computers while we're driving. 
um, unless it's exigent circumstances. So a lot of times we may radio in that tag number. Uh, okay. If we're, at a, if we're at, like, at a stoplight, we can go ahead and type that in. But um, our policy prohibits us from using our computers while we're driving because we don't want to be a part of the problem with crashes with that. And you see, when you pull somebody over, what do you want that driver to do? That's a very good question because I think a lot of people don't really know what to do. So first of all, especially if it's at night, roll down the windows, turn your indoor light on. And that way it illuminates inside so okay. you don't have that cop going up there wondering what's in that car. They can see inside that car. I think the biggest problem for law enforcement is the unknown. Mm-hmm. And we don't know that the, the, that driver is always going to have the jump on the officer. So turn the indoor light on, roll the window down. I tell people, if you keep your documents all like in a zipper pouch above right. the, the, the visor, your license, registration, insurance is what we're going to ask for. Now you can show people your insurance from their from your phone, but I wouldn't hand a cop your phone. I would still have the print version out. So when you pull somebody over, I mean, is there an occasion when you get on the loudspeaker and say, "Look, you know, do not get out of the car." Number one, no, no police officer wants to see anybody get out of the car. Do not get out of the car. But do you get on a loudspeaker and say, you know, please put your hands on the wheel? Are you allowed to do that? Do you do we that? We are, but, you know, we really don't need to. A lot of it is going up and making contact with that driver unless we have a suspicious situation. A lot of officers, believe it or not, are now going up to the passenger side because that driver's side puts them more vulnerable to be struck by another passing vehicle. Oh, that's so yeah, yeah, so yeah. we want people to realize you may get a tap on your passenger side window and then we deal with you through that passenger side window. That's mm-hmm. got to be just nerve wracking. Sometimes I can't. it is. Yeah, text. I mean, it's unknown. Ahead. Text yeah. piling up. One wants to know how do you get the gig guarding Florida football coaches? That's a good. That question. is a good gig, and you know we've had uh, the troopers here. So uh, the Florida uh, colleges, uh, we do p- uh, public service announcements yeah. with them, and we provide troopers to guard the coaches when they travel and when they're at home games. And it really, once they get in there, they're kind of sealed in there until they retire. So. They're long-term. Ooh, sweet deal, That's like Secret Service with the president. They're like with them until they're done. Wow. Exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they always look like the biggest guys, too. It's almost like you put the helmet on and some pads and go out there and help the team. (laughs) Certainly in the Gators case. Mm -hmm. So what was it? There's something else I was... There's another one. my train of thought. Go ahead. A question. Is it illegal to open your car door and spit if there's a motorcycle splitting traffic? Yes, you don't want to open your you don't want to open uh. your car door into traffic because number one, it could cause a crash, and then you could be shown at fault in the crash, civil liability. So yeah, you don't want to be opening your car door in take, the middle of traffic. Take that, sir. Yeah. See, yeah. people want to take you know vigilante justice. They want to take it a citizen's arrest. You know, I want to stop. But you this see that motorcycle, motorcycle coming up. Yeah, yeah it's see. aggravating to all of us, and believe it or not, it is against the law for these motorcycles to do that. And we do catch them. Um, you know, we got to be in the right place at the right time. So just take comfort that at some point, they're probably either going to crash or we're going to catch them. I don't take wrong. comfort in the crash. But is I there, do a, take is comfort there a in training the t- exercise for the Florida Highway Patrol? It's been my experience that uh, on I-4, if you're heading north, east, you're heading east, mm-hmm. and you come over uh, Lee Road, on weekends... Sometimes you can, I, I always tell my wife, if I'm the passenger, look for the plane, look for the plane. If you see that plane circling around, then you know on the other side mm. of the hill, there's going to be two or three highway patrol right. troopers. Yep. And I always, I always wonder to myself, are they, they, you know, we're just trying to enforce it, which just issue, or is it a training exercise? Hi, here's how we're going to show you how to pull somebody over. So what we do is we use our aircraft. We've been using our aircraft for over 50 years for Mm. for speed enforcement. (laughs) And right there near Lee Road, basically between Lee and Wymore, there's lines painted on the road that are measured out. 
and the pilot uses a stopwatch. Gotcha. And then he radios down to the group of troopers. So by the time you see those troopers, you've been caught. So essentially, oh, and they ass. say nowadays, even with radar guns, you know, they pull you over. They, they got you way back. You I mean, back. you're not, because you see the, you know, whether it's a trooper on, let me ask you a question. You're on I-4. You always see a go. trooper on I-4, right? And the trooper's going 54 miles an hour. And you say, I got to get, you know, can you, can you, can, can you goose it to 65 and pass them and maybe not be pulled over? You know, a, a good trooper um, does the speed limit. But we have to monitor levels of traffic. We don't ever want to be impeding the flow of traffic. And I can tell you that um, when we're trained initially and we get on these roads, that is one of the things that's brought up in our training is that if we're seeing that we're jamming up traffic, get off the exit ramp, let traffic move again, and then get back on. Let me ask you another question because this was brought up the other day. I can't quite remember how. But uh, it was about, because we've always had instances in Central Florida where some goofball, you know, they get a light, they put it on the top of the roof, and they pull people over. Yeah. Uh, women especially. And uh, yeah. So the lights go on, whether it's Highway Patrol, OPD, or anybody else. What should be the rule as a driver? You want to get to an area that's, I mean, they're not going to, if you don't pull over in 200 feet, they're not going to shoot your tires out. Right. And here's what I tell when I, t- when I talk to a lot of women's groups, especially, because yeah. they're one of the most vulnerable. Right. What do I do, especially at night? Pull to a well-lit area. But what you can do is, if it is a real police officer, you want them to know that you're not running from them. Right. So put your hand out the window, signal that you acknowledge them, and that you're, and they will not give you grief for pulling to a safe, well-lit area because it also makes it safe for them. Pull into a parking lot, well-lit, well-populated. And if it's not a police officer, he's going to hopefully get the message that you're going to a safe location and take off. But we do still have a lot of problems with people impersonating police officers. Can you pull somebody over because they shot you the bird? Absolutely not. (gasps) Really? Absolutely not. But don't do that. It's not nice. No, I'm not saying that. But I know know, certain people, they're going to do that. Either they felt somewhere along the line they got a raw deal. So that's just the way that they are. You probably want to, but you can't. You cannot, and and absolutely, that's that's against their rights to do that. That's a freedom of speech kind of thing. And um, what do you do? Blow them a kiss back? You know, we we don't do finger gestures back. Um, <laughs> but um, you got as officers, we have to let a lot of stuff slide. Slide. We have to know that we're going to get yelled at. We're going people are going to be upset with us, and then we just have right. to let it. Come on, Tez, uh, with the Florida Highway Patrol as our guest. You got another question? I, I've got a few. One is about the left lane law, oh, and and peeve. Yeah, and um, does it apply to uh, service vehicles and emergency vehicles or just police officers where what people are required yeah. to move as far yeah. left as possible? So so are you talking about the move over law the or driving in the left lane too slow? Oh, take both. Okay, so first <laughs> of all, driving in the left lane too slow, which I think aggravates a lot of people. Yes. The law requires you to drive to the rightmost part of the lane. Unless there's like heavy congestion during rush hour, then you can fill all the lanes. So that's been a law that's been in place for years. Now, as far as the move over law, if you see a service vehicle, a road ranger, a fire truck, an ambulance, a police officer with its lights activated, not just sitting on the side of the road, then you're required to move over one lane or decrease your speed to 20 miles under the posted speed limit to give them a buffer in case something goes wrong. Do I have to pull over for a funeral escort? You don't have to pull over. Uh, well, there's certain times you do have to pull over. If they are co- approaching you from behind, you should pull over. Right. And if they have already entered the intersection when a light turns green you know, to red, 
they have the right to finish proceeding that procession to proceed through that intersection. But if they're coming the other way, they're coming towards me. Yeah. I don't have to stop no. and pull over. And, no, you and, do and not. If they're coming towards you. Yeah. I mean, it's a courtesy thing that some people do, but you're not required by law. Because now they're private escorts for funerals. Do they have any kind of power to get to the intersection and stop traffic or do that? Because I've seen that happen. We have actually had problems with one group in particular, and right. they've we've had crashes involved. They are not law enforcement officers in the state of Florida, and they don't have the right to do some of the things they're doing. Right. Talk Let's... to me a little bit about directing traffic, because there have been some, you know, whether they're city, county, or FHP, it seems like that class, they may have missed that class, because sometimes the direction of getting people a- around yeah. traffic problems or accidents or whatever, some people do not know. I, I mean, I dare say yeah. some people in your agency yeah. are really weak in this department. It's not FHP. It's OPD. <clears throat> OPD is they the worst. Too, OPD is yes. a great police agency, yeah. but when it comes to directing traffic, and, they don't know what no. the hell they're doing. No. Don't you you got to have Kim. a whistle. You got to have a <laughs> whistle. You got to have a flashlight. You got to have gotta white gloves. Come you, on. And that's the thing, Mo. You're exactly right. You have to let the driver know what you want them to right. do. Be clear. And you have to be distinctive. And you and, and you have like, to count. You can't just let one side go for five minutes and then the other side go for a minute because then that aggravates everybody. Believe it or not, we have a class through our academy that teaches you how to direct traffic and takes all those things into consideration. But I think the biggest thing is law enforcement needs to communicate with those drivers to tell them what they want. Now, unfortunately, a lot of people will stop and they only know one way home. Right. And they get frustrated because you won't let them go that way. And then, of course, you have to take five seconds to discuss that with them. But right. that's can the you, challenge. Can you stick around for a couple more minutes? All right. Kim Montez is our guest. Got a lot more questions coming in. Kim Montez is the public information officer for the Florida Highway Patrol, in my estimation, the best PIO anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. I mean, there's no, yeah. no there's no question about it. In it's, the history of public information. Correct. <laughs> it's the Phillips File on yeah. Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Jim Weasel. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. Russian Domino's Pizza started a promo offering fans free pizza for life for getting their logo tattooed on their body and posting it on social media. They had to cancel the promo after just five days after it got too popular. There are a lot of at Dimitri Loves Pizza 420s running around with new tattoos. Next, a new trend for fending off bears is electrified doormats. Ha! Huh. This story is barely shocking. Finally, a woman in Indiana is suffering from foreign accent syndrome after sustaining a head injury. From Indiana to India without leaving the comfort of her own home. Headlines were brought to you by Filatowski Eye Institute. Go to myvisionfreedom.com. And transmission. Yeah, Phillips filed for a, uh, a what is today? It's Thursday. Kim Montez is our guest from the Florida Highway Patrol. I've always wanted to have her in here and talk to her. It's a pleasure to meet her. We've got a bunch of questions we have. Maybe five minutes so we can do a speed round, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, quick, uh, quick question, quick response, Kim. Here you go. Uh, can you turn left on a left red arrow? Good question. No, left, no left on a left turn red arrow. If you have a gun in the car, do they? You want? Should you tell the officer if you're being pulled over whether or not you have a concealed weapons permit? You are not required, even if you have a concealed weapons permit, to let law enforcement know. It's going to be your option whether or not you tell law enforcement. If you don't tell them, don't make sure it's not seen because then it'll be an issue. How do you think the legalization of marijuana would affect driving in the state of Florida and ultimately your job? You know, we've actually done the drive bake it busted campaign. With medical marijuana, and we've actually done some uh, some education, we know that this is coming uh, at first with the medical marijuana. We want people to realize that driving under the influence is anything, prescription medication, medical marijuana, alcohol, it's still a danger to other drivers. 
If the light turns red, I'm already in the intersection and past the line. Is it considered running a red light or am I good? There's a white stop bar at every intersection. If you have crossed over that stop bar before the light turns red, you have not technically run a red light. You are Ah. allowed to clear that intersection before other traffic enters, but there's also a statute that says you can't enter the intersection until you can safely clear it. So it's kind of like a catch-22. Oh, dang. Uh, can I get pulled over for warning oncoming drivers that there's a speed trap coming? That's nope, a good that, question. that law changed several Flashing years ago. Lights. Absolutely. That's freedom of speech. You can flash your headlights um, and warn other drivers about a speed enforcement detail. You cannot be stopped for that. What's the rule for passengers having to give the officer their license? So if you're stopped by a law enforcement officer... A passenger will be free to go once that officer determines that they do not have any legal contact with those passengers and is just dealing with the driver. Let's say you don't have your seatbelt on the front right seat. That officer has a legal right to ask for your information to possibly issue a citation. You would have to provide that to them. Uh, Is there a cutoff age to enter the academy and become a a trooper? No, there is not. We are welcoming anybody. Go to beatrooper.com. We are hiring. (laughs) Ooh, and a woman writes, uh, she's worried about being pulled over on the highway at night. Yeah. Uh, is Talked it safe for her to keep driving until she gets to an exit to pull over? Absolutely. We want people to feel safe and be sure that there is an actual law enforcement officer behind them. So here's what the best thing to do. Um, decrease your speed. Put your hand out the window and acknowledge that officer. Go to a safe place, a well-lit pace, place, a well-lit uh, or well-populated. That officer is not going to be upset if you take him a few more yards down the roads to get to somewhere safe where you feel safe and comfortable to make sure it's a, a legitimate officer. What's the worst cruiser FHP ever uh, had that you drove? Was that that Caprice or whatever? No, the was Caprices that? moved out. The oh, Caprices were good. They were big. They had a nice big <laughs> trunk to carry all our stuff. Yeah. The, the Crown Vicks, I think, were probably the, the it's biggest It's a Crown dogs. Vic. The yeah. big all, it mm-hmm. looked to me like it was His just... dog. <laughs> yeah, it was a dog. <laughs> the Chargers are probably the best we've had. We did yeah, have yeah. Mustangs and we did have Camaros. The Camaros were fun to drive. Okay. Do you have an SUV too? Don't you have it? Somebody has an SUV. We do. We, our traffic homicide investigators to carry all that equipment have SUVs. I don't want to drive an SUV if I'm a no, trooper. I'm like, on a fast car. <laughs> no, they have that. It's very nice and the looking. the lights now are so thin. You know, you used to be able to look in the rear view mirror. Oh, yeah. oh, I got yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. They're coming up. But now the, the, can't the, tell. Is that, uh-huh. it's, it's that a profile. bar. It's, it's a that little bar. It's, like, oh, it's, just a, it's just a camping attachment up there. No. Nope. Got any more questions? No, we're good. All right. Very no. good. Okay. Wow. Oh, but people who's, love to say overwhelmed with uh, response on Real Mobile. Who's the worst reporter in town? Stop it. Yeah. <gasps> She's not going to say Do that. She doesn't, she doesn't work as a reporter anymore. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he narrowed it down. Oh, what do you think of that Trooper Steve cat over on Channel Trooper 6? Steve used to work for me. He yeah. was my, my assistant at FHP, and then Channel 6 kind of stole him from me. Yeah. And I think he actually is getting a lot of traffic safety out there in a different aspect with TV. So we're happy that he's doing that. Eric's a, s- a successful professional public information officer. So if somebody said, hey, I just I got out of the business, and now they want to hire me as a PIO, what, what would you? advise them what's the first thing well, you yeah, what's know? the thing here's what you ought to here's how you ought to operate you know i think you have to especially if you work for a government agency our job is to provide information to the public you have to be forthcoming you have to be uh upfront and available to those people if you're not available our our media moves so fast now if you're not available then you're behind it right do you get used to that bulletproof vest you do you do. Even in the summer, it's like a little Ugh. nice little steam bath when you walk outside and it, it traps the steam in there. But it Oof. really, you get used to wearing it. You wear it How to often do you have to go to the uh, to the gun range and uh, and qualify? We go a couple times a year and then we do a stress shoot. We, we actually do um, qualifying a couple times a year. 
Um, but we try and keep up as much as we can to, for our profession. And what else do you carry? You have a, uh, a service weapon. You have a taser. We have a taser. We now, what's just the got taser? Out. Is that the one you can shoot and a, with and the prongs, or do you have to or... actually touch somebody? Yeah, the, the, the taser works in two different ways. It does have the prongs that go out and will actually penetrate the per- person's skin. And then if that doesn't work, you can do what's called a dry stun, where you can actually make contact with zap the taser them. and zap them. Um, we actually just went to ASP, which are the collapsible batons. You right. know, remember the TJ Hooker batons, you know, that we yeah, just, yeah. Oh, we, yes. we finally got rid of those PR-24s. Awesome. They were big and bulky, and we went to a collapsible uh, baton. So, so you have to carry so all you that do? on your I mean, person? Yeah. You can't carry all that anytime. Does Highway Patrol wow. have a canine unit? We do. Our canine guys, we have probably one of the, the best dogs named Pete. He is the friendliest canine. But you tell him to go to work, and he is mean. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, see, that, that that would make me very nervous. Like, if you know, just what? in conversation, you say the wrong word, and Pete, you know, oh, his ears Pete, perk yeah. up. And, you know, and but he would you come know, in here and onto your sit. Forearm. Uh, he would be the nicest guy. He'd come in here and say hi to everybody. But when he knows when he goes into work mode, it's time to work. But, they, oh, but, the, but does the handler say, look, whatever you do, you know, Pete's in here. Pete's a great dog, but just, you know, don't say, you know. Don't say go to work. They, they work off the handler. So mm-hmm. that's the training. They go through six months of training together Yeah. before they're even put on the road. And then they go through retraining a couple times a year. So they will only do what the handler says. Right, one more question for Kim Montez. I'm Sergeant Pepper go. Montez, uh, <laughs> it's Thursday. Eddie the Shaman will be here later in honor of him. If you pull someone over and there is an overwhelming stench of patchouli, are you automatically <laughs> oh. thinking there's weed in the car? Oh, <laughs> you know, unfortunately, it's a very distinctive smell, and there's going to be a further investigation. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thanks, Eddie. Thanks for dropping by. This has been a lot of fun. So Great fun. questions. Yeah. And I wish you well in in your, your future endeavors, oh, as stop. we like to say. Thanks for having me. You I really it. had a blast. Kim Montez, who's the public information officer for the Florida Highway Patrol. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Your next chance to win your way to our iHeartRadio Music Festival in Vegas is just minutes away. On Real Radio 104.1. And now, the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong wrong it's a game that rewards the lucky hey everybody we're all gonna get late it's a game where you just have to be close that's right you've got that right the game is closest to the pin let's go while we're young and now here's your ever excited host jim phillips yeah, that's right jacob's on the line he wants to play against pinkman in this bonus round of closest to the pin should jacob win good fortune for the rest of his life he loses bad luck for 24 hours. Mr. Pinkman, you could head to the soundproof booth. Mm, Bring you back in a couple of minutes to uh, set your handicap. Lieutenant General Kim Montez can handle the phones if she wants. (laughs) No, she's not answering the phone. Good friend Kim has moved over into the other Mm. studio just to see uh, what we do for a living. They're still texting questions. Oh, they are? Yeah. 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 As a matter of fact... you looked she in your brought goodie over bag? A, some goodie bag. We she actually dropped off a coin. If she show this coin, if I show this coin to after being pulled over for the highway patrol, yeah. I don't get a ticket. Oh, totally. That's what I'm going to yeah. say. Works no, every no, time. No, no, I no. got this coin from Kim Montez. I'm not getting a ticket. Right? That's right. This is hey. Troop D. We're big fans of Troop D. 
Yeah. And then, no. They would, yeah. they would laugh you right now. That's it. Then you'll get handcuffed. Forget it. You guys it. are an F troop. No, no, I got pulled D. over. Pinky and I got pulled over after yeah, an accident right. uh-huh. a couple about a year ago, a little a year and a half ago. Right. Oh, when you cut off the guy? I didn't cut off the you guy. I didn't cut off the guy. And I told the trooper, I didn't cut off the guy. And he said, yeah, yeah. And I said, look, the guy, he got out of his car. He had his pants down around his ankles. Yeah, I know. I think he was he masturbating. Was, stop it. And I did. I told the trooper, stop I think he was it. masturbating at the time. And he God, said, it doesn't no. matter, sir. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I can tell. Matter. You're getting a ticket. What a rip. I can't believe you said that the guy had his pants on his ankles. He around did. His ankles. saw him. I don't think he saw anything. He, I'm he, telling you right now, the guy got out of his car. <laughs> yeah. And he was, his he pants was up. Yeah, I was doing that. Yeah. yeah but, well, even that didn't work. No. <laughs> well, then your coin with Troop D is not going to work no, either. We'll see what happens. I'm just saying. Yeah. How about if it just like spills out? Like, open up your wallet and okay. oh, oh, I didn't look. see that there. Oh, Troop D. Oh, here's oh, my that's coin. like opening up your yeah. billfold and yeah. Oh, oh, look at that. My goodness. What I had with patrol benevolent uh, dances coming up later. <laughs> right. Oh, my. Uh, uh, oh yeah, that'll, that'll get you far. Oh what are we my. doing here? All right. Uh-huh. All right, Jacob, you ready to play? Yes, sir. There we go, Jacob. I got 10 questions for you, buddy, including the crow question at the end. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right, loud and clear into the phone. Here we go. Good luck, Jason. I mean, Jacob. Oh, Jacob. Yeah. In three, two, one, begin. Jacob, the NFL regular season starts today. The NFL has how many teams? 32. Roger Goodell is the NFL's commissioner. How old is Goodell? 60. The movie Who Framed Roger Rabbit was released in 1988 and runs how many minutes? 118. Actor Christopher Lloyd was in that movie. How old is Christopher Lloyd? 67. So we segue to the movie Back to the Future. Dr. Emmett Brown has a DeLorean time machine, which has to reach how many miles per hour to activate the flux capacitor? 82. Christopher Lloyd played Uncle Fester in the movie called The Addams Family, released in what year? 1993. Gomez Adams was the patriarch of the Adams family, but Lefty Gomez was a professional baseball player who won how many World Series with the Yankees? Seven. Lefty's Pizza in Patterson, New Jersey, sells a 16-inch regular cheese pizza for how much money? $11. Floyd Patterson was one of the country's best prize fighters of all time. He had 64 pro fights and won how many by knockout? 47. Get it within 25, you went outright. If Floyd Patterson was a crow in Waco, North Carolina, his place of birth, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Raleigh, North Carolina? 140. Time? It's how many How many miles? No, no, I heard what he said. How many miles? 25. Get it within 25. 25, okay. All right, here comes Pink. Mm. Yeah, it's like we got a whole bag of goodies from Florida Mm. Highway Patrol. There's a little first aid kit in there. Yeah, in the pouch, Mo. Oh, spoiler alert. You got to read the words. Big fans. Troop D. Uh, yeah, Troop D. Yeah. Troop D. Uh, it's Troop K. Is that South Florida? Is yeah, Troop maybe. K? Is she there? Yeah, can't see her. Where's Troop K? Turnpike. Oh, okay. Oh, K for Turnpike. Yeah, they can't hold a candle <laughs> yeah, to tur- D. <laughs> yeah, Mo, that's how they Turnpike with a K. K. That's yeah, how you yeah. remember it. All right, Mr. K. Pinkman, roll the dice. We'll add it to the number 18. That will be your handicap for this afternoon. <laughs> That's how you remember okay. it. Here we go. Oh, oh a 10. Oh, you again with this that? 28-second handicap. I, I got 10 too. questions for you. Ready? Yes. Here we go. Countdown. Take it, loser. In three, oh. two, one, go. Pinky, the NFL regular season starts today. The NFL has how many teams? 
Uh, 18. Roger Goodell is the NFL's commissioner. How old is Goodell? Um, 62. The movie Who Framed Roger Rabbit was released in 1988 and runs how many minutes? Uh, it runs 121 minutes. Actor Christopher Lloyd was in that movie. How old is Christopher Lloyd? He is 78. So we segue to the movie Back to the Future. Dr. Emmett Brown has a DeLorean time machine, which has to reach how many miles per hour to activate the flux capacitor? 88. Christopher Lloyd played Uncle Fester in the movie called The Addams Family, released in what year? 1978. Gomez Adams was the patriarch of The Addams Family, but Lefty Gomez was a professional baseball player who won how many World Series with the Yankees? Three. Lefty's Pizza in Patterson, New Jersey, sells a 16-inch regular cheese pizza for how much money? Uh, $13.99. Floyd Patterson was one of the country's best prize fighters of all time. He had 64 pro fights and won how many by knockout? 12. Get it within 25, you went outright. If Floyd Patterson was a crow in Waco, North Carolina, whose place of birth, you would have to fly how many miles to reach Raleigh, North Carolina? 68. Time? Oh, boy. I, I panicked on the NFL teams. Yeah, you did. <laughs> how, many NFL teams? how many NFL teams, Jacob said? 32. Yeah. Pinky? 18. Right on the money, 32. Oh, oh of course. How yeah. old is NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, Jacob said? 60. Pinkman? 62. He's 59. Oh, wrong way, Pinky. The movie Who Framed Roger, Get It, The Connection, Rabbit, released in 88, runs how many minutes, Jacob said? They were close. Uh, Jacob said 118. Pinky said 121. 104. Oh, wrong Actor way, Pinky. Actor Christopher Lloyd in that movie. How old is Christopher Lloyd, Jacob said? 67. Pinkman? 78. He's 79. Oh, Pinkman's on Back the board. Back to the Future, Dr. Emmett Brown? Played by Christopher Lloyd, has a DeLorean time machine, which has to reach how many miles per hour to activate the flux capacitor? Jacob said. 82. Pinkman. 88. Right on the money. 88 miles per hour. Mm, that's good. Oh, yeah. Christopher Lloyd played Uncle Fester in the yeah. movie called The Addams Family, released in what year, Jacob said? 93. And Pinkman. 78. 19. 91. Jacob pulls ahead. Gomez Adams, of course, uh, was the patriarch of the Adams Family, but Lefty Gomez, <clears throat> excuse me, was a professional baseball player. Who won how many World Series with the Yankees? Jacob said. Seven. Pinkman. Three. Five. They both get a point. Lefty's Pizza in Patterson, New Jersey, sells a 16-inch <laughs> regular cheese pizza for how much money? Jacob said. $11 straight up. Pinky. thirteen ninety nine. Not too far off. That uh, pie from Lefty's in Patterson will cost you $11.49. Oh, that's Jacob. I've uh, mm-hmm. been there before. That's huh? no toppings, just straight cheese. Cheese pizza. Yeah. Floyd Patterson was one of the country's best prize fighters of all time. He had 64 pro fights and won how many by knockout, Jacob said? 47. Pinky? 12. Not too far off. 40. Ooh. What's okay. the score? Two, four, eight to four. six, eight, and oh, four, Pinky. I'm sorry. Your only hope. Is to get this by 25. Get it within yeah, 25. Well, you went out right Floyd Patterson was a crow in Waco, North Carolina. His place of birth, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Raleigh, North Carolina? Jacob said? 140 miles. <gasps> and Pinkman said? 68. Now, in fact, if Floyd Patterson was alive and was a crow in Waco, North Carolina, wanted to reach Raleigh, he'd have to f- flap his wings and fly a total of 160 miles. Oh, so. Jake is within is in 20 miles, so he wins it outright, no and he wins it on Jacob top of Oh, you got spanked. Yeah. Good job, Not Jacob. Not only that, North Carolina is Pinkman's home state. Oh, oh loser. Good Gosh. job, Jacob. Good fortune headed your way. Thanks for playing that bonus round of closest to the pin. Remember, oh boy. Only counts in oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy.
Stupid NFL. Yeah, this is a good one, though. What are you thinking? I knew it. I panicked. It was the first question. It was I a know. lot of numbers. All right. NFL kicks off tonight, baby. I defy anyone to do better besides Jacob. Well, he did. I said besides Jacob. All right. What's in the blue you bag? People, so I, critical. I don't know. First aid kit. Was oh, that cool? Yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah. It's way better than what I get at my dentist's just office. Take that out and put your weed in there. Stop it. <laughs> You're going to get arrested. No, just don't spray patchouli on yourself. We learned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got a coin, got a key chain, coin. got some information in an emergency situation. Could law enforcement personnel contact mm-hmm. someone for you? This is good. Keep There's that handy. A cool hand warmer. Get one of the best gift bags we ever got. I don't yeah. think any guest has ever solicited this uh, the, the amount of response on Real Mobile, the texting service. Really? Yeah. Do you know what this is? Not you, Mo. Mm-hmm. You know what this is? We we can't see what you're... Oh, he's holding up a... Oh, yes. What is it? It's a tire gauge. Yeah, Mo thought it was something like a proctologist would use. I thought you would take and a I said, rectal yes, thermometer. This is exactly what the Florida Highway Patrol <laughs> yes. would hand out. It would be a rectal thermometer. I yeah. thought it was. That's like how they way... know if you're lying to them. Yeah, yeah they stick that up. Hey, yeah. hey, listen. And if it comes out to 55 pounds per square inch... <laughs> I didn't know. You're placed under know. arrest. I didn't know. I then I looked a little closer. <laughs> I didn't have my glasses on. To be honest, it's one of the easiest things. So often overlooked is what? your uh, and the effect that can have on your car safety yeah. and, and gas, gas mileage. mileage. Yeah. I'm yeah. not quite sure what this is, but it looks like something you'd buy at Fairville Mega Store. Not that I've been there. My parents raised a good boy. Wait, what, what is are you that? holding oh, there? Oh, that's the gel pack. Yeah, I think she, uh, Kim said you can warm it up or yeah, it's hand warmer. Cool it. Put it on your hip pointer. You know, if you got a pain. <laughs> I guess you can do Good that. For pickleball. Yeah, yeah. you're pulled over, you got a headache, you just Oh, it no. I'm getting a ticket <laughs> yeah, here. Exactly. She did say the average ticket, you're not getting away with much less than 150 bucks now for Well, speeding. you got court costs involved as, yeah, as yeah, yeah. well. Kim Montez was our guest Oof. earlier. She's sitting in there with uh, Jack and Pinkman. Mm-hmm. Probably yeah. saying, how the hell can I get out of here as quickly <laughs> yeah. as possible? It's the Phillips <laughs> File on Real Radio 104.1. Want to play a game? Call now for Closest to the Pin, 407-916-1041. And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all going to get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is... Closest to the pin. Let's go while we're young. And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips. During the break, I was in the other studio talking to Lieutenant Commander Kim Montez with the uh, Highway Patrol. Uh-huh. And she was uh, mentioning, among other things, the number of people who have car crashes because they're having sex in the car. Come on. Yeah. It happens all the time. She said they, yeah, <laughs> a couple, uh, they, they crashed into a house. Oi, yay, yay. Their house? No, oh. somebody's house, a stranger's house. Well, well what if were they doing house, exactly? No well, think foul. about it. What do you think they were doing? They were lost control of the car, and oh, zing, no, off he goes, and flying into, flying into the house. No! <laughs> Won't tell what that. a ride. <laughs> Won't tell that other story about the reporter. No, All right, no, let's no. play uh, closest <laughs> to the pin, the regular round. Playing against Michael Beth is the uh, backup. Good old Beth? No, not that Beth. Another Beth. All right, I'll go to the soundproof booth, and uh, let's get this underway. What's Ah, the price? All right, we've got a gift certificate to Zen at the Omni Orlando Resort at Champions Gate for Visit Orlando's Magical Dining Month, sponsored by American Express. You can taste something new during Visit Orlando's Magical Dining Month all September long. 
Over 100 area restaurants are offering three course meals for just $35. For more details, go to orlandomagicaldining.com. This is a great deal every year. I haven't been out yet. I me know either. I need to make my reservations. Uh, me too. Oh, it's so good. It's it is so worthwhile. If you're going to check out some new restaurants at a fair, a nice price, you know, this is a great uh, yeah. opportunity mm-hmm. for do you it. to do that. OrlandoMagicalDining.com. Yeah. Let's get Michael on board. Ready to play, sir? Yes, let's play. Category for you. Good golly, Miss Molly. Sent by Brad, co-producer for All Gaming. Uh, and it's all about Molly Ringwald. Okay. Okay. We talk uh, okay. about her just about every day on the Phillips file. We do not. We never talk about Molly Ringwald on the Phillips file. However, we still will have a category about her in reference to the John Hughes muse, one of Pinkman's favorite actresses, Molly Ringwald. Good golly, Miss R- Molly. You ready to go, Michael? Let's go. All right, here we go. In three, two, one. Molly Kathleen Ringwald was cast in her first major role as Molly in the NBC sitcom The Facts of Life. What year was that? 1984. After appearing in the successful Hughes film 16 Candles and The Breakfast Club, she became a teen icon with Pretty in Pink. What year was that? 1984. (laughs) In 1990, Ringwald performed as a lead vocalist on two Disney albums. On the patriotic album Yankee Doodle Mickey, Ringwald sang the Star Spangled Banner. What year was that? 1994. She played Molly Parker on Different Strokes. How many episodes? 31. As we know, Molly was in 16 Candles. How old was she when the movie was released? 21. Time. All there right, let's put you on hold. Bring Jim back in. I'll record your time, Michael. Of... If I may, Brad, uh-huh. I don't think I ever once claimed Molly Ringwald was my favorite actress. You should give Brad a hard time about that. Oh, screw you, Brad. Hey. I'm just kidding. You do oh. a lot of fine work. Yes. And I love you. Plus, I made up that fact, so. Oh, oh what? You made me yell at Brad for no reason. I didn't make you yell at him. Yeah, you've you been chose trying to, to yell you've at him. You've been trying to drive a wedge between me and Brad for quite some time. You've been doing a good enough job of that on your own. <laughs> Welcome back, Jim. Turn your mic on, Jim. There we go. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, boss, we have a category for you uh, submitted by Brad. Okay. Co-producer for All Gaming. It's called Good Golly, Miss Molly. Sure. Have everything you need? Ready to play? Mm, what's it about? It's actually all about Molly Ringwald. What? Oh, you ooked her. <laughs> you just ooked her. She's hey, no Lindsay Lohan. She's uh, the red-headed Lindsay Lohan. Wait. Uh-huh. No, Lindsay's kind Lindsay? of red-headed, too. She used to be. Yeah. Yeah. Lindsay Lohan's going to win an Academy Award oh, hey, uh, before $2. Molly Ringwald. No, you, you owe somebody. You no. owe me a, a dollar for Tiger Woods and a dollar for Lindsay Lohan. Yet. She's on her way. She's the, making a comeback. There was a cutoff on yeah, this. Yeah, the bet wasn't for lifetime. Ever. She's a big star in Europe. Well, that's so bully for her. Here we go. What's that mean? All European right. Oscar. No small deal. potatoes. All right. Good golly, Miss Molly. You ready to play? Molly Ringwald. Yeah. Yes. All right. You know which one she is? Yeah. Oh. Kind of. In three, two, one. Molly Kathleen Ringwald was cast in her first major role as Molly in the NBC sitcom The Facts of Life. What year was that? It's 1982. After yeah. appearing in the successful Hughes films 16 Candles yeah. and The Breakfast Club, she became a teen icon with Pretty in Pink. Yeah. What year was that? 85. 
1980, Ringwald performed as a lead vocalist on two Disney albums. Yeah, yeah. On the patriotic album Yankee Doodle Mickey, Ringwald sang the Star Spangled Banner. What year was that? I've lost uh, 79. She played Molly Parker on Different Strokes. Mm -hmm. How many episodes? Uh, 31. As we know, Molly was in 16 Candles. How old was she when the movie was released? Uh, 18. I'm goodness gracious. Oh boy. The chances of that Probably answer. Ringwald. That, just... that fourth, the chances of that are slim, right? Slim of what? Never mind. You'll see. 50. I don't even know if I've ever seen a Molly Ringwald. What was that one? Wait, with Pretty the, and Pink Breakfast they're all Club? In the... Yes, and they're in detention. Yeah, Pretty and Pink and Bref- Breakfast yeah. Club. I was watching real films. Like, oh, no, oh, no, 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 Exactly. Apocalypse Now, The Godfather. These John, you can't dismiss John Hughes movies. These are gr- these are great movies. Breakfast Club is For an iconic movie. Sure, as an adult, no. I can. For people of no, a certain you can age, watch it. thank you. That just says you're out of touch no, because these are widely accepted as quality. No, it's probably because you saw it when you're 12 years old and the first Nothing time you had that. a, you know what? No, that's hey, hey, not listen. the first time I had one. I was in history class. All right, we're good with this happened. now. We're good with this. All right, you want to add any time to your time? No. Mm. <laughs> I can't lose. Let me just say you're within a second of your opponent. Oh, my God. <laughs> Good golly, Miss Molly. Thanks, Brad. I'm sorry that Thanks, Pikmin Brad. is so mean. Oh, it's Jack's fault. So I didn't know she was on The Facts of Life. In a stretch, she played a character named Molly. Oh, yeah. Molly Ringwald. What she year? Molly in everything? <laughs> I guess it was easier for her to remember. Michael said 84. Jim said 82. 79. Jim gets there that point. There we go. There we go. Started oh, off yeah. strong. Absolutely. So, uh, Pretty in Pink, what year was that? Well, yeah, she was in 16 Candles, Breakfast Club, and then Pretty in Pink. What year was Pretty in Pink? Uh, Michael said. 84. And Jim. 85. Ooh, 86. Oh, look out. Jim's up to zip. Mm -hmm. All right, so she sang on a Disney album, The Star Spangled Banner. Uh, She also crooned God Bless America and This Is My Country. What year did that album come out, Michael? 94. Jim? 79. 80. Jim gets the point. It's 3 nothing. <laughs> Guess what? She oh, played rude. a character named Molly Again. on Different Strokes. Yes. Yeah. How many episodes? They Mike? both said 31. Get out. Yeah, that's what you they said. Win. Yeah. She no. was on for two episodes. Oh, that's it. It's 4-1. to one. Jim, you're leading. <laughs> and she was, uh, she was in 16 Candles. Best, uh, best, uh, best one ever. When 16 Candles was released. Yeah. How old was Molly Ringwald? Yeah. Michael said. 21. Forget Jim, about it. 18. She was 16. Oh, God. Oh. Jim gets a point and wins 5 to 1. Oh, ho, ho. I'm the champion. I am the greatest. I will whoop them. I can't lose. Remember, close only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and closest to the pin. I win. Is there no one on this planet to even challenge me? Yeah, you got skunked. What's my win-loss record? 91-32. Not too bad, huh? Mm-mm. Very impressive. Wow. So, John oh, Hughes, you, Breakfast Club, that's quality fare. Ask uh, uh, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Montez, can I, without mentioning a name, can I tell that story about the reporter? No, no <laughs> names, though. No names. No. <laughs> no. Oh, she yes, told ma'am. you. Okay. Yes, ma'am. All right. Oh, boy. Nope. And she's can I armed. tell Mo during a break? You told me the name. Yes. Yeah, okay. 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 All right. Okay. 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 Okay.
Ken Montez was our guest on the Florida <laughs> Highway Patrol. Yeah. I'd say one of the best guests ever. Definitely. Yeah. Of course, we've only had four guests on the program <laughs> yeah. in 30 years. Oh, so. That's right. But uh, you were the best, Ken. No about it. Well. All right, what else is happening? Oh, football. Oh, NFL well, football. We got NFL baby. football. But Burt Reynolds has passed oh, away at the Reynolds. age of 82. If you haven't caught the news, this is a big, big deal. I mean, just think of all the great movies that he was in from those macho days of when he was on Gunsmoke, the TV series, and then Deliverance, you know, with the, the bow and the arrow and the canoe and the river and right. the whatever. The James Dickey uh, uh, movie, the movie that was made off the James Dickey novel. And then uh, Smokey and the, and the Bandit and all that good stuff. Boogie Nights, which is one of my favorite films of all time. Cannonball Run. Uh-uh. Oh, no, 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 no. He was the in that movie yard. with... Uh, That's with, a good one, uh, too. Yep. What's his name? Oh, boy. Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. Yeah, it was Gene Hackman. It was Gene Hackman. And what's her name? The actress, Judy Garland's daughter. Liza Minnelli. Liza Minnelli. It's a. It's. Don't worry about it. It went. It went not very far. Oh, uh, now I want to know. I can't believe I just pulled Probably the Gene the, from the nineteen seventies. Wow. Well, that was yeah, at the was height Gene of his Hatton. popularity. He was in Playgirl magazine. He was naked. Or yeah, those appearances on. Uh, I think he was a guest host on the Tonight Show. Mm-hmm. He used to show up. Remember those scarves back in the seventies, yeah, early eighties? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very dashing. And he the- lost a lot of weight. Everybody thought he was had some. You know, debilitating yeah. disease of some sort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playboy. He was in. Well, actually, he was in what? Cosmo Playgirl or Playgirl no, or wasn't something? it? Cosmopolitan was the the magazine he was in naked. He had uh, yeah. Evening Shade, the TV show that I never watched. Correct. I liked it. Lucky Lady is the Gene Lucky Hackman Lady. One. Yeah, Lucky Lady. I can't believe I just said Gene Hackman. You did. You pulled it right out of yours. No, uh, Jim. A slight bit of controversy. Uh, Controversy, however, I can debunk that in the game. Why? They're saying uh, many people texting in because the question read like this. In 1980, Ringwall performed as a lead vocalist. What year was that? And the answer is 1980. However, it was read for both you and Michael, and you both got it wrong. Yeah, I'm, under, I'm, under, oh, I'm, under, yeah. I'm under a lot of stress. Classic, Brad. but you said yeah. 79. So I'm not good at multitasking. Yeah, you got just, close. You I'm just close. saying, throw a number out there, Jim. Just, uh-huh. just throw a number out there. A year, it doesn't matter. Hooper, Sharky's Machine, Gator. Yeah, what else? He was in Diana Shore. No, uh, what other? Dinah, not Diana. Oh, Dinah. He was in love with uh, <laughs> Diana with uh, with Dinah Shore. Yeah. I used to watch her show. She was uh, it was before or after Mike Douglas. I think yes, after. I think so. Too. Yeah, it was a very popular show. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit more popular than Virginia Graham. Oh, way more. Who are these talking people? about? Mm-mm. Best well, little whorehouse in Texas. Yeah, oh, I don't know that that too, yeah, 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 yeah. What else? Deliverance. Oh man, Ta- Deliverance. Yeah, one? we mentioned Deliverance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stroke Race. Smokey oh. and the Bandit Part Three. <laughs> Cannonball Run 2. Later oh, years. Cannonball Run. Oh, come on. Yeah, what were the later yeah. years? Yeah. Around Boogie Nights, because that was really his resurgence. That when he kind yes. of made a comeback, when, you know, it was a great role for him. Yep. Anyway. Yeah. Smokey and the Bandit. So, uh, Rich DeVos has passed away. Rich DeVos, also, of course, yeah. who uh, bought the Orlando Magic. And I think he bought it for $85 million, and it's now worth, I don't know how many zillions of dollars. He's passed away at the age of 92. You'll see a lot of um, 
news coverage of this tonight because of Rich DeVos's involvement with the Orlando Magic, even though he was not a resident of Orlando, at least not in the latest years. He was a resident of Grand Rapids, Michigan. That was his home the territory. family was from there, yeah, sure. And uh, I'm sure there'll be a good, uh, many, many, many kind things said about Rich DeVos. I don't think he was, per se, a mean individual. He wasn't like Mr. Burns on, uh, on uh, The Simpsons. But, um, and he, you know, in Grand Rapids, he's, he's, he's a hero. Mm-hmm. A lot of charitable work, uh, millions of dollars poured into the community for good cause. The same thing, to a certain degree, here in Orlando with the Orlando Magic people doing good work. For various causes, but the fact of the matter is, I just hope in this news coverage that you'll see tonight and in the paper tomorrow, there were things that were somewhat controversial about Rich DeVos as well. Yeah. He campaigned against gay marriage, poured a lot of money into the Florida campaign to ban gay marriage, to keep it against the law. <clears throat> he was uh, assigned or appointed to the uh, an, an AIDS committee by pr- then-President Reagan, and he was not exemplary, and at least I don't think, in his uh, position on that committee. You know, he's intended to, and in certain degrees, essentially said gays are responsible for their own, for their own sickness. And um, there was some controversy over when he got a heart transplant. He was 71 years old at the time, had a, had a bad heart, had a series of heart operations that weren't working well for him. And over a certain age in the United States, they're not gonna, they're not gonna, you're not gonna get a heart transplant. I think it's about 62. They say, nah, we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you've reached an age, and we're just not doing that." So he went overseas to London, stuck around there for a while, made big and, donations. Uh, yeah, essentially, the, from what they say, made some big donations, paid a lot of money, and according to some press accounts, jumped to the head of the line to get a new heart. I don't fault him on that one. If, Look, if I had a if lot you're of rich, no, I've had a lot of yeah. money too. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but if I was next in line and I'm not getting a heart because Rich DeVos pumped yeah. uh, you know hundreds of thousands, of, not millions of dollars to get a heart, I'd be kind of pissed off. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, this is like uh, what's his name who played basketball who thought, okay, now I'm going to be a baseball star, Michael and that Jordan. never worked out. Yeah, you know, and you're thinking, well, I've, I've always said that. Thank you, Michael Jordan. What you did, you took the place of some kid who worked his ass off in high school, maybe college, to play Major League Baseball, and he never got a shot at the game because Michael Jordan wanted to be a baseball player. And he was a mediocre baseball player at best. Mm-hmm. However, he was a greater value to that team than the kid he I understand. Replaced. I understand. But at the same time, I wonder whether individuals say, I'm not going to take a spot away from a, from a kid. All right, I've had my glory. Right. One of the greatest basketball players of all time, but, you know, it's all about me. So to hell with everybody else. Well, I can just go on and see if I can uh, play baseball. Well, you didn't very well. Yeah. And I wonder in hindsight, in all honesty, whether you can say, you know, I shouldn't have done that. I t- you know, I might have very well spoiled an opportunity for a kid to, uh, to have his dream come true. I have a question for so you. Then what you had to do? Then you had to do underwear commercials. whoop they do Anybody can do that. Oh, he's <laughs> so filthy rich. Yeah. To pay off those Does he have yeah. Well, so is Rich DeVos. <laughs> and Rich DeVos is dead. He went to he made it to 92. He made it to 92. Yeah, with a lot of money. So, 5.5 billion dollars, but wow. he's still dead. What what did he get replaced? Was it heart? Heart. He got a heart it? transplant. Heart, yeah. And then made it to 92. It lasted him 20 years. Hey, or I so. think that's a thumbs uh, up for that procedure. one of the easiest operations around. Oh, I could oh, do it. Oh, I could do that with my standing on my head. 
It's not. You know what it is. You open up the chest, and there it is. It's right there. Stick it right it in out, front of you. Put it's it not in. like you know, you replace the pancreas. Oh, yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, or try uh, try a, a liver know, transplant sometime. What do you think is harder hey, to do uh, successfully, a liver transplant or a heart transplant? You know, I don't know. Neither one are on YouTube University. You can't just go to YouTube to see how to. I bet I could go in there. I bet I could sit in a surgical mm. theater and watch that if I didn't faint first. Yeah. I know I, you, you know. think surgeons are just glorified mechanics. No, I think doctors essentially are. And I think anybody can be a doctor. What? Yeah. Now that's ridiculous. Anybody can be a general practitioner. It's still all ridiculous. they do is say, "Well, you got a temperature, yeah," and then they send you to a specialist. <laughs> that's about one. what GPs do nowadays, don't they? No, they give you treatment from uh, cradle to grave. You know, they take care of you for the regular stuff. Now oh, you go in there, and they and they do a chest X-ray. Yeah. If they do it anymore, usually now they send you someplace else, yes. and it comes back and say, "Well, the uh, specialist said you got a lump on your on uh, your lung," and they said, "Let me take a look at that." And by the way, I'll see you next Tuesday where I open you up and I'll take care of your uh, of your uh, of your lung cancer. No, they don't. It's the GP saying, "Well, now you go see, go see this specialist." Maybe they're that's good just at, you. They're good at assigning a specialist for Ooh. you. One more. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you mentioned it, but one of your all-time favorite Burt Reynolds movies. Well, what is it? With Demi Moore, Carl oh, Hyacin. Oh, yeah. Striptease. Yeah. With the Vaseline. When he played the senator. <laughs> it's, it is one of my, it's a cult favorite of mine. It really is. Where she is. was dancing on the table with Burt Reynolds sitting there? Yeah, but it's not because of Burt Reynolds. Mm. Let me take a break. Eddie the Shaman's coming in. <laughs> Kim Montez is going to stick around maybe for a little bit. That's fine. She can stay for the whole program if she wants to. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. A 40-year-old teacher in India is often mistaken for a student because of a rare condition that makes her appear much younger. Must be the lack of hormones in the chicken over there. Next, an 8-year-old's birthday party was raided by police in Virginia after their neighbors thought their Nerf gunshots were real. Hold the phone. What kind of awesome-ass Nerf guns do these kids have that sound like real guns? Finally, a clumsy criminal lost his gun and his pants while trying to rob a puppy store. He must have gotten lost in a cloud of strawberry mango bro. Headlines were brought to you by the Phillips File blog. Go there to sign up for Pickleball now at realradio.fm. And transmission. Kim Montez, who's the spokesman for the Florida Highway Patrol. You see her on the television all the time on the news. She's been our guest this afternoon. She's sitting over there with Jack and Pingman. I was in there just a minute ago saying, can you pull somebody over if they're eating? said, no, not unless they're breaking the law of traffic uh, rule or something. And I was thinking, what's the worst food for... What's the worst food for driving? Pizza. Is it a Whopper or a, is it a... A Whopper is because it's, it's wider. A taco? Yeah. It's like a taco, hard shell taco. Uh, yeah, that makes a mess. Anything that's sloppy like that. Yeah. So, anyway. So, yeah, you can eat, you can shave, you can do just about anything, I suppose. Yeah. But if you violate a traffic rule, well, then you, the lights are going to come on, the siren's going to come on, and uh, you might get that ticket. Jim Colbert show tomorrow between the hours of 3 and 7 on Real Radio. Jimmy's on the line, and what do you have in store for tomorrow? Well, you know, uh, just learning about Burt Reynolds' death, we uh, have a friend who is an actor here in town who actually had a made a film with Burt back in the day. And really? He'd call up and uh, tell us all about his experiences and apparently has an incredible story 
uh, with an encounter at Burt's Lifetime Achievement Award Gala. He he made it in, and he wouldn't tell me what it was. But we're going to let her hear about that from Brett Rice tomorrow around six o'clock, and we're going to talk about pickleball, buddy. Oh, you guys are going down. I mean, you. I mean, just going down. There's not. Yeah, there's not a chance that you and the monsters are going to be able to take down the file and pickleball. It's just not happening. Well, Jim. Look, I was listen. the 17th oh. fastest half miler in uh, Miami, uh, Metro Miami-Dade County in 19. I won't mention the year, so I just want you to, re- I want you to remember that. Now, was that laugh in the middle of that statement a cough, or was that you <laughs> I, was, I, was just clear, I was just clearing my throat is all <laughs> I was in, but I was 17th fastest, 17th fastest, and I was also the featherweight champ, boxing champ of Barracks B. Uh, I was called the Little Piston. That was my name. That was my nickname. Oh, boy. I mean, I am... I still retain a lot of my athletic prowess. Yeah. So don't forget I, I, that. Now, Shot Doctor can actually sue you for copyright infringement over everything you said the last 30 seconds. How so? Well, you're taking his bit. I mean, he does this thing where he's uh, the little piston and rock nuke me or whatever the hell those people are. Yeah, but he lies. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, that's that's a matter of fact. I was, you know. Did I, he say rock nuke me? He did. Yeah. I wasn't going to correct him, but somebody else can. All right, what, well, what else is going on tomorrow? Uh, well, you know, Deb is going to have some falcons in, so uh, I'll make sure one sits on your headrest. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate uh, it. Uh, is that a prediction for tonight's football game? You're taking falcons uh, over the Eagles? Yeah. yeah, I think the falcons are going to win. Uh, Nick Foles is bad, and uh, I think that uh, Julio Jones and Matt Ryan are quite a combo, and I believe that it'll hold up and they'll win. You're more of an NFL fan than collegiate football? Yeah, not much of a college football fan anymore. I can't get into the storylines. Um, I don't know. I, I just don't like all the dysfunction of the NCAA, and I like watching the pros. They're the best athletes. That's what I like watching. So what's your, what's your attitude towards this new helmet rule that I don't quite understand or and maybe nobody else does in the NFL? You know, um, here's the thing. I think the real tell there is the people who play the game, if you go to those guys at ESPN, uh, Teddy Bruschi's one. There are a number of other guys that are still in really good shape. And you ask them, would you do it all again, even at the risk of seeing some of the things that uh, CTE provides? Yeah. And, I mean, 90% of them say they do it again. Yeah, I think they say that until they begin drooling, you know, until they really begin to forget things like uh, their car keys and then can't remember the names of members of their family. I wonder whether there's a change of heart sometimes. Yeah. I don't know whether they would do it again. When they start brushing their teeth with cream cheese and stuff, you know, they don't really know. It's sad. Well, I, yeah, the thing yeah. is, I don't, think they know, I don't think they know either way. So if they're brushing their teeth, <laughs> uh, teeth with cream cheese, I don't know that they really remember what the good old yeah, things are. But I mean, well, you know, when they first go in and the doctor says, I've got bad news for you, you got early onset Alzheimer's, and they're going, well, yeah, I'm only 56 years old. Well, guess what, bub? You got, to, you know, 150 concussions. What do you think was going to happen to your brain? Be that as it may, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm more of a collegiate football fan than I am a pros. As a matter of fact, uh, I don't watch pro football until the playoffs. Can't get oh, into really? it. Oh, no, really? No, can't get into it. Can't get into it. Because the idea that they're hurting each other. No, well, that's part of it. I mean, that's part of it. And then, mm-hmm. of course, well, if that's the case, why are you watching collegiate football? And I can't answer the question. I find the I, I find the collegiate atmosphere much more exciting. I think crowds are much more exciting. I think there's more chance of an upset. You know, uh, there's more chance that it goes back and forth. I love the SEC, which is the biggest, the proudest, the best, the baddest uh, collegiate football conference uh, in the nation. Is, yeah. Go Gators, go LSU. But I'm a big fan of UCF this year. I really am. 
Yeah, I think that's where I'm going to focus most of my college football attention is UCF, which is what I should have been doing for the last 15 years before you say it, Jack. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm a a Bucs fan, so let's face it. When it comes to the NFL, I have to pay attention to everybody because I don't get a lot of content from my team. But uh, I really do look forward to the season. My son and I love watching football together. We're watching tonight. He's a Falcons fan. So it's just a – for us, it's like a time to kind of get together and – uh, just have a reason to get drunk, Jim, you know. Yeah. What are you doing? Are you doing, like, some kind of, uh, art, what are you, uh, you, you uh, curls or something? Because I used to shake your hand, and I'd say to myself, geez, I could, you know, this is nothing. You know, he's, you know, he's not any stronger than I am. And I shook your hand yesterday. It looked like I put my hand on a vice. I mean, what's going on? What are you doing? Jim, you're, you're lifting uh, my... engine blocks? What's happening? Well, Jim, I have to tell you a little-known fact about me. After I get off work at the Monsters, I actually go work the cows for about six hours a day. <laughs> I ride, ride a couple miles of fence and then uh, throw hay. You know, other than that, other than that, I just relax at the house. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, it's old man strength. I can barely close my fist. No, it's like no, it's like a big. It's, your hands are they're like the and they're bigger than the they're like the size of a of a glazed ham. Ham hock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? Thank you. No, I don't. I mean, it's that's, just like my goodness gracious. Yeah. Either that, or I've just reached that uh, point in my age where I'm just so frail and oh, stop it. And Mo squeezes my hand, and I'm ready to. I'm, he yeah. says the same thing about me. Yeah. That's fine. I shake Mo's hand. I'm about ready to hit. You know, yeah. go down on my sorry. knees and pain. Sorry, so. sorry, sorry. You, anyway, you still have a very manly grip, and it's still quite oh. enough to handle a pickleball paddle. And I will tell you, if you would like <laughs> to place a tiny wager, I will gladly. Take you on however you want to do it. We can donate the money to charity, however you want to do it. I'll gladly showcase my incredible hand-eye coordination to you first person. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll bet you $100 oh, to your favorite charity. How about the mustard seeds? If I win, you have yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. If I win, you have to donate 100 bucks to a mustard seed and vice versa. And uh, right. if you win, you have to pay $100 to uh, mustard seed. No, wait. That doesn't sound fair. Well, <laughs> something like How about that. We just donate the money to mustard seed and get a beer. All right, man. <laughs> you got it. Have a good show tomorrow. Thanks, brother. All right, Jimmy, you got it. Tim Colbert show tomorrow between the hours of three and seven on Real Radio. Kim Montez still sitting in the studio. Went in there early. He said, she "Don't stay here too long. Mm. Uh, you'll get that, uh, you know, the itch. Figuratively speaking, that needle in the arm. You say, oh, this is what I want to do.' Now I found out what I want to do when I retire. She's going to retire in a couple years, and she needs another career. You can't just sit around the house watching soap operas. I don't even know if they're on television. Well, she said anymore. she. There's no age limit for uh, for uh, applying to the highway patrol. But she can do radio or run for public office. I look good in a uniform. You think you? so? Mm-hmm. Yeah, me. Oh my. Yeah, me. I think you could look like um a trooper with the uniform and the hat, like a retiring trooper. Mm. Uh, 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 General uh, Montez, can a, For- a Florida Highway Patrol trooper have a beard or a mustache? Oh, facial hair. Yeah. No beard, but they can have a, a nicely trimmed mustache. Okay, so oh, there you, you go. go. See, you're in. You're in. Yeah, I think I could do it. There's going to be uh, Troop D, by the way. I know, yeah, Troop, Troop D. D. Yeah, yeah, I get Troop, Troop D. D. We're or big fans of Troop I don't, D. Yeah, I get Troop mm-hmm. D or I don't do Troop at all. That's it. That's right. Well, yeah. well you, you know, Trooper Phillips, you're going to Troop K. I don't think so. <laughs> nope. That's I'm, not, I'm that's, going that's, home. That's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. That's not happening here. You can have your uniform back. Yeah. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Next chance to win your way to our iHeartRadio Music Festival in Vegas is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1.
That's a great album, by the way. Yeah. Who is this? Oh, that guy. <laughs> Been a great day, huh? Well, not a great day for Burt Reynolds, of course. He's oh, dead at the age of 82. Bad day for Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Not a good day. It's sad. Macho. Mm-hmm. Tough guy, right? So many movies. He was a tough guy. He was a tough guy. Men I, think, I generally back. think he... Yeah. I, I get the idea he was a nice guy, too, on the set. I just think he was probably, you know, he was one of those... One of those it was not one of those prima donnas, right. you know, that you hear about. Men Maybe liked he's... him because he was a tough guy. Women liked him because he was so handsome. There you go, yeah. Sexy, very sexy. Yes, Eddie. Eddie. I had a friend who went through the Brit program down in Jupiter, which is the Burt Reynolds, you know, acting institute, and they said they had some of the best times that um, sometimes, though, they'd be all asleep at night about two in the morning. They would all get woken up by by literally Burt and Dom DeLuise, who had just come back from having a good time, and they would teach a master class in the middle of the night, but it was basically them just laughing at each other, and but at the same time... The kids were just wrapped in it because everything they did, you're just looking at it like these are two huge icons, Burt man. Burt Reynolds, man. Burt Reynolds, Dom man. Dom DeLuise, really? Seriously, dude, Dom, come on. Hey, Dom DeLuise had a run for a long time there. He was a he was a Mel Brooks baby. Come on, Mo. Serious. Was he in It's a Mad, 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 Mad World? Dom DeLuise was not in that movie. Uh, no. Who the was, other guy was. Mickey Rooney was in Phil that movie. Phil Silver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Phil Silvers was yeah, in that movie. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Spencer Tracy was in that movie. Mm-hmm. Had to look Ernie Kovacs was... Right. Uh, not, it wasn't Ernie Kovacs. Ernie Kovacs' wife was in that movie. What else was Dom DeLuise in, then? Oh, he's been in a bunch of things. He Animal was in Johnny Run. Dangerously. He played the Pope in Johnny Dangerously. Oh. Of course, he was in History of the World Part 1, remember? And uh, also uh, that Mel Brooks movie when he was like... When he was playing the dancing producer and he was teaching them all how to bump and step. And you guys remember at the end of Blazing Saddles? Anybody remember end of Blazing Saddles? No. And Spaceball. Dom DeLuise, oh, he was Space playing Ball. the director. Yes, he was like, come on, boys, let's get them. That scene. Oh, that's him. At the oh, end. Kitty. Ah, Just letting you know, I'm here for how you. How much caffeine have you had today? I haven't. I actually got to talk to a real cop today, and I got to ask her two don't, questions. Yeah, don't refer to them as cops. They don't like to be referred no. to as cops. <laughs> right, I got fine. to talk to the public informant. Information. Yes. She's a PI. Nice meeting her. She's not here right now. She's down in the parking lot with the canine dog (laughs) sniffing your car. No, no. Oh, I did have one question. I wasn't sure. I already asked my other two questions inside. But I wonder if you have some totems or things hanging from your rearview mirror, is that illegal or is it kind of cool? That's a good question. As long as it doesn't obscure your view from the front windshield. It doesn't obscure my view, but the chimes and all the little things going off are. Those aren't a distraction or anything, are they? <laughs> Sounds like they are. No, Eddie. And I did ask if a peace officer gets to wear a tie-dye bulletproof vest. But she said no. But guess what, Jim? Now you can choose other kinds. We talked. <laughs> Do something about this. All right, let's play some uh, So You Wanna Winna. What do you say? Three rounds to So You Wanna Winna. By the way, Kim uh, we, uh, Mo and I have decided that Kim Montez has been one of the best guests we've ever had. Oh, wow. wow. I so, praise. So true. Something earlier. I th- what was the weirdest thing you ever saw Kim or heard about? Was a woman driving while painting her toenails? Mm-hmm. On I-4. No, <laughs> Doesn't I've seen safe. guys shave. I mean, with the whole thing, the lather, the whole whatever. And they read the paper. The Boy, lather, they, they got the computer tablet up yeah. on, the, on the steering wheel. I've seen people read. they got an open book on yeah, the steering wheel. They're just... Moira balances it, her checkbook. I do not. Mm-hmm. Kim, it, it's, it's against the... The law, it's an, you're not supposed to drive with earbuds or earphones, is that right? Mm-hmm. You cannot have both ears covered with earphones. Like, if you want to have a phone in, um, but when both ears are covered, it's against you're the You're going to get pulled over. Yeah. yeah, okay. That happened to me. 
Oh, it did? It was on a motorcycle. Oh, God. Duh, Jim. Well, wait, if you were wearing a helmet, how would they know you had earbuds in? Because they saw the cable come down. Oh, connected busted. to a, oh. uh, what do you call it, the thing you used to have strap onto your a arm. A Walkman. Yeah, Walkman. <laughs> oh, I love a good Walkman. Uh, I still have tapes. Of course you do, Eddie. Of course you do. <laughs> See, why, are, why are we not surprised by that, Eddie? <laughs> uh, of course. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Uh, three rounds to So You Want a Winner. That's Brad's True False, followed by uh, uh, Brad's in the News, followed by... Uh, Brad's who said that. What are some of the prizes there, uh, Mr. Pinkman? I have a chicken swag, ba- sorry, chicken guy swag bag with $50 in gift certificates, a t-shirt, a hat, and more. That is Guy Fieri's new restaurant at Disney Springs. You can cross the road to Flavortown with Chicken Guy. There you go. So and grab a line. Chicken Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really the name? Chicken Guy. Yeah. Chicken pair guy. of tickets to see uh, old Dr. Jordan Peterson, 12 Rules for Life tour at the Dr. Phillips Center Friday, September 14th. Okay. pair of tickets to In Dreams, the Roy Orbison in concert, the Hologram tour at Dr. Phillips Center, November 16th. That. Me too. Sounds interesting. And finally, a digital download copy of Tag, the movie. You saw that movie. I you liked like Tag. It. Yeah, it was fun. Was it uh, Laugh Out Loud? It was Laugh Out Loud. It was a buddy movie, you know. These guys have played tag since they were kids, and it was adorable. Okay. Loved every minute of it. There we go. Yep. All right, Javier, you ready to play? Yes, sir. All right, here we go, buddy. True or false, good luck to you. Have the lifelines, remember that. Cats have more, true or false, cats have more light-sensing cells or rods in their eyes than humans do, but cannot see colors. Is that true or false? I believe it's true, but I want a lifeline. Lifelines. I'll give you two of them. I'll give you three or four. I don't care. I think it's true because you know in the old those movies when they look through the cat's view, it's always like in black and white or in sepia. So I'm going with no color for the cats. You say false. True? No, you're saying true or false. Yes. False. Sorry. Yes. No. Black true, and you're white. saying false. Yes. Okay. False also. You're saying you. false. Yes. What'd you say, Eddie? False or true? False. All right. I'm going with the guy. All right, you're going false. Excuse me. Yes. That's your final answer? Yes. Yeah. You know you can't be a, a Florida Highway Patrol trooper or a trooper on the road if you're colorblind? Ah, oh, buzzkill. Well, cats are not colorblind, Eddie. They see blue and green. Oh, that's kind of cool. All right, round two, Javier. Here's Mo. Oh, uh, yeah, you're moving on. This is Brad's in the News. Stories are ripped from the headlines. And here's your question. A team of physicists from the University of Queensland have set out to settle a paradox first proposed by philosophers in ancient Greece. They hatched a plan and laid out a strategy to prove their theory. It's called indefinite casual order and flipped a photonic quantum switch. What age-old dilemma are they out to resolve? I'm going with a lifeline. Eddie, what do you think? Well, I was just doing some mental telepathy with Miss Montez. Yes. Oh, just and she an says uh-huh. it's... Which came first, the chicken or the egg? What do you think, Pigman? Uh, yeah, that sounds good to me. That's your final answer? What do you think, Javier? They got the right answer? Uh, I guess, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Good job. All right, there you go. Good job, buddy. Just give us an answer. Jeez, my God. I'm I'm just here to help. What's the problem? That was the best. Here we go. Uh, Brad's who said that. I will provide you with a quote. Tell me who said it. Uh, Whatever you choose as your career path, remember the struggles along the way 
are meant to shape you for your purpose. Who said that? Michael Jordan, Tina Fey, or Chadwick Boseman? Whatever you choose as your career path, remember the struggles along the way are meant to shape you for your purpose. Michael Jordan, Tina Fey, Chad, Chadwick Boseman. You have lifelines if you want them. I'm thinking about Tina Fey, but I'm going to use my lifeline. What do you think, guys? Well, I'm going to go with Black Panther. So I'm going to go with Chadwick Boseman. I also was thinking Chadwick Boseman. They say Chad Chadwick Boseman, the actor, right, from, uh, Black, from Panther. Black Panther? Yes. But you think, you're Brown. thinking it's Javier. You're thinking it's Tina Fey. What do you want to do? Um, okay. Uh, well, it's two against one, so... You're going with Chadwick, huh? Let me go with, uh... The guy. Uh, you don't see too uh, yeah, sure of your answer. I'll give you five seconds. If you, I'll give you five more seconds to think about it. I'm going with the guy. You're going with the guys. I can't convince you otherwise. No, sorry, Bob. What if I... <laughs> no, That's your final answer. answer. Uh, Bob. Yeah, baby. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. All, right. All right, good enough. Yeah, he's okay. very excited now. He's, he's not driving. Jim, the texts are still <laughs> coming in for uh, Kim Montez. Yeah. Uh, one wants to know if she could pepper spray Eddie for educational reasons only. Oh, <laughs> Eddie. <laughs> and someone else has a question I think we all wonder at times yeah. when we're on the beach line. Where does Dallas Boulevard go to anyway? Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where does Dallas Boulevard go to? That's a good question. I don't know. Do, you, do you know that one? It goes to Dallas Boulevard. And uh, and then it goes uh, back to the back part of Wedgefield. Okay, gotcha. Right. Ah, I thought there was some like secret government facility out there. There used to be. UFOs? Like in Roswell? No, it was uh, about, uh, Martin Marietta. Mm. Oh, and they did testing of rockets out there. Oh, Martin Marietta. Oh, here we go. Now, don't tell this to anybody else, but there's property out there. I don't know who owns it now, but there used to be structures out there. Martin Marietta would, uh, no, they would bring in um, uh, Russian military equipment that they got off the battlefield, whether it was in Iraq or Afghanistan, uh-huh. and they would ship it to Orlando for Martin Marietta to do tests on it. Ooh. All the time. Ah. Like, way re- back. Reverse yeah, way engineering. Back. And sometimes they'd use it to, and then they then they then they would use because Martin Marietta was in the business of missiles and stuff like that. Then they would test fire missiles to see if they could destroy the Russian military equipment. Hmm. So you're allowed to pick up the garbage because if they're just going to leave it there you're allowed to kind of just grab it confiscate it and bring it back home right isn't that what he did oh yeah sweet oh that's what the u.s did nice <laughs> and, and you know what's so great about this moment jim is that you're going classic vintage awesome story and all i wanted to ask dr professor kim in there was <laughs> did they name dallas boulevard after dallas the wakeboarder that lived here in orlando that did really well as an uh, homage to her or after the cowboys Oh, good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, look how different we are. Isn't it cool? Oh, my God. I I just need to take a deep breath. Deep breath. I think she has her handcuffs on her. In in case you need them. She already showed me the peppers. Kim, Kim, see if that new baton of yours works a little bit. All right, just bring it in here. I'm not a straight jacket. She's got the the stun gun. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. And now back to the greatest game show ever. So you want a winner. Back to So You Want a Winner. Here's our next uh, contestant for So You Want a Winner. Hold on. We're going to look for some numbers here. Going to check some uh, numbers. Here we go. Okay, Rob, you ready to play? Ready to play. All right. Thanks for hanging in there, buddy. True or false? Sherpas 
haul approximately 10,000 pounds of human feces down the slopes of Mount Everest every year. Is that true or false? You have lifelines if you want them. I think Eddie used to be a Sherpa, right? He's been he that high. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Uh, Eddie, what do you think? Uh, dude, uh, dude. <laughs> Uh, uh, I would say, yeah, man, because I don't think you're allowed to leave it up there. I think it's an eco-friendly mountain, so I'm sure they're lugging it back down. You know, it's not an eco-friendly mountain, but more on that later. Okay. Sherpa saw approximately 10,000 pounds of humid feces down the slopes of Mount Everest every year. You say what, Eddie? I say true. Okay, what do you say, Pinkman? I also think that's true. Uh, they saying true. What do you want to do there, uh, Rob? I'll go with the guys. I'll okay. The guys. That's your final answer? Yes, sir. No, I'm sorry. It's uh, 25, uh, 26 and a half thousand pounds. Geez. Yeah, it's sorry, more than twice Rob. that amount of, Whoa. of poop. They leave the bodies up there. Yeah. But they take out Some the poop? Some of them are like mile markers. Huh? They yeah. leave well, dead so, bodies, well, but they take well, away so the poop? Well, it's at the lower levels at the base camp. Oh, but up uh, near the top or the summit, if somebody dies or slips into a crevasse or whatever, yes. uh, they're not they're not uh, risking their lives to, to oh, move the body down the mountain. Mm. Learn something new every day, don't you? Dude, totally yeah. true, Let me ask man. You a question. Go for it. So if I said, look, uh, your your job, you know, well, you're doing what you're doing now. It's guaranteed. Two years when you come back, I'm going to pay for all your equipment. I'm going to pay for all your training. Yeah. You know, pay all your expenses paid. But you're going to climb Mount Everest. Would you do it? Yes. You would. Yes. Even with even with your family. Yes. Not with your family. We're long, no, no. but yes. Really? Yes. See, a lot of people say, no, I'm not going to do it because i got kids, i got a family. If I were just by myself, I'd do it. You'd do it. Yes. In a second. Yes. Dude, to be on the top of the world? To be on the top of the world. And they, All people They guarantee your training, right? They, you, you guarantee said it. your training. I guarantee right? your training. Yep. That doesn't yep. mean you can make it to the top. Mm-mm. But I'd go through that. Oh, I'd train like a mother. I'd be... Well, I mean, you can oh, train really? like a mother. It's still not... Me. You can be 100 feet from the top and all of a sudden be hit with it's altitude okay. sickness or whatever. The weather doesn't go cooperate, and that's the end. Yeah, no, and they if, say, if they say turn around, you got to turn around. I would turn around if they said turn around, but other than that, yes. Okay. Mm. Well, I'm not going to do that. Mm, I never thought that I would ever, never, ever do it. You're see, it's photographs now. You'll see uh, hundreds of people in line because they essentially... Haul them up. The Sherpas are hauling them up the mountain. What do you mean hauling like them? Like police system? They're, yeah, they're, yeah, they're helping them up the mountain. Oh. Helping them is not hauling them. Are they ha- ca- Sometimes they'll them? pull them. Sometimes oh. they'll push them. Sometimes they'll mm. you know, put an arm around. Whatever they have to do to get their clients to the top of that mountain. Because no they paid a certain amount of money. And it's mm-hmm. smaller than this table. About 35 <laughs> Sherpas a year die on Mount Everest. Yeah. Ooh. Because Help. somebody has to get to the top. Helping might not be hauling but hauling is definitely helping well they're still hauling and they're hauling a lot of stuff you know that certain climbers so-called climbers have to have yeah like a donkey like a coffee table for their tea or too much oxygen that's why you got to train and you got to get ready for it that's why you learn to hold your breath as a child it doesn't do anything no here's anthony ready to play anthony I'm ready, Mr. Phillips. True or false, the weekly cornhole update resumes to inform you that MGM Springfield tournament runner-up Barry Duffman was fined $250 for yelling, I got cornholed at the end of the final match. Is that true or false? That sounds completely true, but let me get some help from the guys. Duffman is an angry man. He has uh, issues. Barry Duffman at the... MGM Springfield tournament. Yeah. 
I mean, it, it was in the news. And uh, Duffman's a hothead. And yes, he did get disqualified because you're not allowed to scream out. And we all know what he really meant. That was bad etiquette. And you're not allowed to yell when someone else is tossing off. Isn't that maybe something that everybody says when they you lose. are defeated in yeah, cornhole? Sure. I got cornhole. Maybe you're supposed to say that. Yeah. Like, eh, you mean like I'm going to the Super Bowl? No, I, I think it's I think he got disqualified. Bam. What do you think, Pinkman? This sounds like a classic Brad mix-up, be it that he said Duffman and Springfield, so I'm going to go with false. Okay, so what do you want to do? You got a true and a false. What do you want to do there, uh, Anthony? Uh, I think Eddie's trying to cornhole me, so I'm going to go with uh, false with you're, Mr. Pinkman. You're going false. All right, false. All right good choice. Round uh-huh. two for you. Here yeah, we go. It was something Banana said, right? <laughs> yeah, I got exactly. Cornholed. She yeah. got a cornhole. Uh, I don't know about any of that. Uh, Brad's in the news. Jim's story's ripped from the headlines. And here is the question. R-E-L. I'm going to read you three things, and you tell me what they have in common. The first one is R-E-L. The next one was kidding. And the last one is Mayans. What do these things have in common? Wow. Mm, I couldn't hear the second one, Miss Moyer. What was the second one? Kidding. K-I-D-D-I-N-G. Kidding. Like, I'm just kidding. But it's R-E-L is the first one, all caps. Kidding. And then Mayans. What do these have in common? Tough one. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, nothing striking me except uh, some kind of TV show. But I, I don't know. That's your final that's answer. Yeah, that's yeah, it. yeah, yeah, that's you're it. good. That's nice. it. You got it. Ariel is some comedy thing. Jeez, Jim Carrey is in kidding, and Mayans is a spinoff of Sons of Anarchy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Let's move it to Brad's. Who said that? Here's the quote. Tell me who said it. Yes, I talked to my drumsticks. Who said that? Eddie the Shaman, Neil Pert of Russia. Or Phil Collins. That's Eddie the Shaman, Neil Pert of the band Rush, or Phil Collins. The quote, yes, I talked to my drumsticks. Oh, boy. Well, since Eddie's in the room, I'll get some help from the guys. What do you think? Um, (laughs) Eddie's giggling. I don't don't know know what that means. I think it's Neil Pert. I think it's Neil Pert. I think... Phil he's, Collins. He's really good. Fourth decision between Neil Pert and Phil Collins. Well, what do you want to do, George? <laughs> um, let me see. Yes, I so, talked to my drumsticks. I want to say it sounds more like Neil Pert. All right, Neil Pert. That's your final answer? Yeah. No, they're both wrong. It was Eddie it the was Sean. Eddie. Nice job, Eddie. Eddie. You said it. Eddie! You don't even remember your own self? Eddie. I remember myself daily. I just Uh, thought maybe I would have called them beaters. Because, you know, you didn't. You called them jumpsuits. What? Oh, Eddie. I'm just a tool. Shame on you. Eddie. Eddie. Oh, man. I thought it was Neil Pert, too. I love Neil Pert. He's really good. Yeah, but he doesn't talk to his drumstick. Well, Phil Collins can't hold a drumstick anymore. Did you know that? What? Yeah, his hands are so crippled he can't even hold a drumstick oh, anymore. Spoiler alert. Total bummer, dude. Lives in Switzerland. <laughs> so well, he's got that. that also has the largest collection of Alamo memorabilia. Yeah, wow. I know that. I know he's a big Alamo fan. Totes. Yeah. What are you going to do? Buy more Alamo stuff. Eddie Crockett, the whole deal. Mm-hmm. You know, Sam Austin. He was fascinated Sam with that. Houston. Fascinating. All those Sam. Fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You always say cool words like fantastic. <clears throat> What's the connection Sam between Shepard. chewing gum and the Alamo? Oh, this is a good one. Um, Beach Nut? No. Okay. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio <laughs> 104.1. Oh, Check up the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. An English teen has been arrested after threatening his parents for serving him salad. You've got to fight for your right to eat Bovril. Next.
a man has been arrested and sentenced to over two years in prison after trying to steal a monkey from a New Zealand zoo. Boy he really monkeyed this one up. Too soon? Finally, an Oklahoma man accidentally burned his house down while burning his Nikes in protest. After all, believe in something even if it means sacrificing everything. Headlines were brought to you by iHeartRadio. Alexa play Real Radio 104.1 on iHeartRadio. And transmission. Tonight on Orlando's Super TV 3, a Super TV investigative report. The secret life of Mexican General Santa Ana, who fought Davy Crockett at the Alamo in 1836. Now Super TV 3 reveals that the general is credited with inventing chewing gum. You're listening to The Phillips File on Real Radio. I just got cornholed. And now back to the greatest game show ever. You want to win the hokiest, cornballiest, plastic gifts that break when you look at them? Yeah, so you want to win a... Uh, thanks to uh, Vice Admiral uh, Kim Montez with the Florida Highway Patrol for being our guest today. She's still with us. I'm not quite sure why, but... Um, she she pepper sprayed Pinkman during the break. Oh, She's, no. She says, you guys have a great time every day. And said, yeah, we, <laughs> we usually do. do. Every once in a while, Mo and I get into it, whether it's in the office or in yeah, here. But that goes with the territory. Anyway, so uh, one of the greatest guests we've ever had on the on the file, no question about that. Burt Reynolds is dead at the age of 82. Mm-hmm. I no said the glowing reports that. would come in for uh, Rich DeVos, the owner of the Orlando Magic, who has uh, passed away at the age of 92, which is fine, no question about that. But there were some, some things that the media, I think there's a responsibility on the part of the media yeah. to point out some things about Rich DeVos uh, that were not quite so uh, nice, but be that as it may. Wait, on the day of his death, or you know, when you're eulogizing him, he may not have done everything all, you know, up to snuff in your opinion. But I'm not sure today, on the day of his death, would be the day to run through all of his dirty yeah. laundry. I don't. Well, I will because nobody else will. I don't know. Okay. I don't owe him anything. So he owned a basketball team in Orlando, BFD. I mean, oh, so listen. what? Yeah. Well, you do know, you want people running you down after you? Uh, you know, I don't care. Move I'll, be on. De- I'll be dead. Matter to me. What about the the people who loved you, who you left behind? Well, they love me because they know who I am. You know, they said they don't care That's whatever what people have to say. Right, right. Whatever. I'm just I'm just saying to be honest mm-hmm. and to be a good reporter, you need to point out some things that Rich DeVos did in this town when he wanted everybody to pay for that new arena. I forgot. Remember? Yep, I do now. And he didn't want to spend one red cent on a new arena mm-hmm. five years, whatever it is, after one was built. He wanted everybody to kick in money, tourist tax money, property tax money. He didn't want to kick in one cent. As a matter of fact, it was this program that shut down that project. Remember the No, no Rena campaign? I do. I had a bumper sticker. Yeah, I said, oh, you want us? You want to make more money off your basketball team, whether you make a profit through the game or whether it has more worth mm-hmm. years later, but you want us to pay for your arena for them to play in. I don't think so, bub. And we beat them. In that it didn't case, happen. That's true. Years down the line, certain forces came into play, and the DeVos family was willing to kick in more money for the construction mm-hmm. of a new arena, fine and dandy. Uh, he was not a great friend of the uh, gay and lesbian community. No, that's true. Uh, he didn't do a very good job when he was on uh, Reagan's committee to talk and fight and launch campaign when it came to AIDS. Mm-hmm. There's something else. I'm not through with him yet. Well, he's he's through with you. He's through with everyone. He's not he's not with us anymore. Well, there's something else I can't remember what it was. It's all right. 
Oh, and his heart transplant. Oh, that's it. You know, 71 years old, wants a heart transplant. Well, he finds out in the United States, if you're over 62, you're not getting a heart transplant. We don't care who you are. It's not happening. So he goes overseas to London, starts uh, sniffing around to see if he can get a heart transplant. And dropping And I some think somewhere too. along the line said, yeah. well, you can get one. As a matter of fact, you can move to the head of the line for a certain amount of money, which he did because he had that money. Now, needless to say, if it was us or a member of our family, we'd do the same thing, right? If you had it. Yeah, if you had the yes. money. But most people don't. And I think he paid a certain amount of money, and then a boink, off he goes. He's what at the head of the line. He's getting one. Then you get to question, well, does somebody lose out on a heart transplant Who's because American Rich DeVos went overseas and paid his way for a heart transplant? That's a legitimate question. Just like so-and-so playing that baseball after his basketball mm. career. Ugh. Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. Michael. Anyone else you don't like? <laughs> it's not that. It's just, I point things out that nobody, they don't think about it until I point it out. I still contend that Michael Jordan took away the dream of some high school or college baseball player because Michael Jordan said, I want to see if I can play baseball. Well, we saw if he could play baseball, and the answer, not very well. You know, when he takes the place of somebody on a major league team or a minor league team, you're taking the place of somebody else who is next in line for that position. Now, I understand why. Well, it's Michael Jordan. We can fill the seats. So he gave back in different ways. How? By by putting fannies in the seats. Well, that's yeah. You put yeah. You put fannies in the seats. Talk to the kid whose uh, whose dream of playing minor league and major league baseball. Go talk to him first. Then I have an obligation to put fannies in the seats. So say goodbye to your dream. And probably you're a better baseball player than I am. But I'm Michael Jordan. So make room. I don't think he's that. He's that puffed up with himself. Oh, yeah, he's a douche. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh I'm trying to yeah. think maybe he's a nice... Uh, he's a dick. No, I don't think he's a dick. No, oh, I don't he think is. Yeah, Jordan? I think he is. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Yeah, he's okay. an ass. Here's a George. Ready to play, George? <laughs> Let's do this. All right, buddy. Thanks for hanging in there. Shh. Here's true or false. Shh. At the ASMR Awards, okay. Taylor Darling revealed that she got her inspiration from listening to George Michael's Careless Whisper as a child. Is that true or false? I'm going to say false. You're going to say false. Going right for That's it. That's your final answer. Hey, you're right. Good job. Round two for you. Here's Mo. Okay. Uh, back Excuse to me. full volume. Mm -hmm. um, Brad's in the news. Stories ripped from the headlines. And here's your question. A section of Interstate 35 in Texas was reduced to gravel after an 18-wheeler driver was forced to detach the trailer from the cab. That's when it hit the fan as explosions sprayed the air as traffic grinded to a halt. Thankfully, no one was injured. Smells like teen spirit. Let your hauling down there. Mm-hmm. Oh. Can I get a lifeline? Sure, you got two of them. Pinkman, right, do you think it's like deodorant? It was Axe body spray. Oh, That's sweet! Yeah, Pinkman got uh, it. It was. There you go. Axe. Oh, you're close yeah. to a wind, Sarah. Let's see if you can pull this out. Uh, here's the quote. Tell me you said it. Here we are a decade later and nothing has changed. Now, who said that? Scott Maxwell? Mike Bianchi? Gwen Graham. Here we are a decade later and nothing has changed. The great Orlando columnist Scott Maxwell, the sports oh. columnist Mike Bianchi, oh. and the uh, former uh, candidate for governor, Democratic candidate for governor, Gwen Graham. Oh, her. I'm going to say uh, 
Scott Maxwell, but can I get a lifeline? Sure, of course. It sounded very now? Maxwellian to me. I was going with Scott Maxwell also. What do yes. you think? Indeed, the Max. All right, here we go. Here we are a decade later. Nothing has changed. Scott Maxwell, Mike Bianchi, Gwen Graham. Let's, let's go with Maxwell. That's your final answer? Yeah. Sorry, it was Bianchi. Uh, Probably talking he... about, uh, what's his name, with Ohio State. Urban Meyer? Yeah, let's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Throw him under the bus, yeah, too. Screw right. that guy. Yeah, right. bum. <laughs> that what he was talking about, or the fact that the Magic are still in the tank? Oh, a maybe. A decade later, yeah, I'll give you that, changed. too. I don't know. Uh, probably Urban Meyer. That, guy, that guy's a jerk, too. All right, listen. It's true. No, it is true. He's, yeah, yeah. he's a big Definitely jerk. true. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. If he knew about it and looked the other way, that's shameful. Who do you think is a bigger one, uh, Michael Jordan or... Uh, or Oh, Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. Yeah, I'd say probably Michael Jordan. Ah! See? <laughs> this is so wrong. There's a kid know. still crying. He's a man he now. He's a baseball team. Yeah. But he's a man now, but it's, he could have been somebody. Oh. Right? Um, Kim is sending me more mental telepathy, and she's worried that there might not be enough time for Eddie the Shaman. She's just concerned. Uh-huh. Clifford, you ready to play? Oh, Eddie. Yes, I am. Clever, true or false? A cow bison hybrid is called a beefalo. Is that true or false? Yes, false. It's, I mean, it's true. True. It's true. Yes. That's your final answer. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Uh-huh. Because Eddie complained, we cut his time. Oh, Eddie. Here's round two. Okay. Jenny doesn't like complainers. For pastime activities, it's hard to beat cornhole and pickleball. It's nothing new overseas, but. Thanks to Stumpy's and its franchises, the 21 and over crowd are, crowd are taking aim in the new BYOB venues. Good golly, Miss Molly. It may be buried in the headlines, but what sport is tumbling end over end in popularity? Yeah, what do you got? Uh, can I get a lifeline? Lifelines, yeah. Uh, uh, gymnastics? Axe throwing? That's your final answer. Yeah, we'll give it to you. Yeah, hatchet throwing. There That's we it. go. Brad, who said that? Here's the quote. Tell me you said it. We're moving right along. Mm-hmm. Quote, a lie told often enough becomes the truth. Who said that? John Lennon, Rudy Giuliani, or Vladimir Lenin? A lie told often enough becomes the truth. Lennon, Giuliani, Lennon. Could I get one more lifeline for that one? Sure, you got two. Believe I thought it was John Lennon. I'm going to go John with the... Lennon, Rudy Giuliani, Vladimir Lennon. I'm going to go with Russian Lennon. What do you think, Eddie? I'm going with John. Okay, what do you think there, uh, there, uh, there, Clifford? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Vladimir. Vladimir, Vladimir. That's your final answer? Yeah, baby. Yeah, there you go. Good it. job. Congratulations. All right. One more to go. Let's get Eddie on the line. Uh, Bill, you ready to play? Yes, sir. Here we go, Bill. All right, Bill. True or false, Bill, lightning strikes killed 19, 16 people in the USA in 2017, the lowest number on record. True or false, Bill? Damn it, man. Can you lifeline? Yeah, lifelines. Quickly. Uh, false. False. All right, what do you want to do, Bill? True or false? True. That's your final answer? Yeah. You two guys. It uh, is true. Yeah, it is true. <laughs> it's oh, Bill. Uh-huh. All right, quickly. Common okay, Bond, number common five. Bond, Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Garner, and Matthew McConaughey. What do these three celebs have in common? Mm-hmm. Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Garner, yeah. and Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, what, $100 gift card. To, uh, all right, whatever. What is the answer, yeah. bud? That's your final yeah. answer? <laughs> yeah. Okay, good job, Bill. Wait, did Moving he say right the right along. answer? He did. Of course yep. he did. Here's the quote. <laughs> Tell me who said it. We loved with a love that was more than love. Who said that? William Shakespeare, Edgar Allan Poe, or Catherine Hepburn? We loved with a love that was more than love. You have a lifeline, Bill. 
Yeah, give me a lifeline. Hepburn. 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 Eddie. I said Hepburn. Hepburn. That's your final answer? Heartburn. Oh, my God. Edgar oh, it's Allan wrong. Poe. Sorry. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks All for right. playing. So we want to win. Uh-huh. Okay. Here we go. Oh, yes. Once again, my children, it is time to let your yin meet your yang. Reach deep into your soul. Find your inner child and teach him not to touch himself in public. It's the hardest working man in the business. I give you Eddie the Shaman. Eddie, we've got uh, a couple of minutes. Get our lifelines uh, going here. Chief loan. No worries, bro. I have a present for you. No way, really? That's a keychain. Oh, my God. Thanks. I love, you know, me and my keychains. I love keychains. I'm passing out a present from Kim Montez to you, but only put two keys on it. Otherwise, it might sink. It'll sink. It's a re-gift. I love re-gifts. I do that, too, all the time. Thanks, bro. Thank you, Dr. Montez. (laughs) So, I wanted you to know, Jim, that last year I wrote something, and you never got to hear it. And it was about you. Oh. And so, um, in the minutes that we have, I would like to read it to you. Much love to everyone. Uh, I like to dedicate this to uh, Kim Montes, who came today. Montes, sorry, that too, that too. I kept thinking it was Montes, and now it's you know I know that. So, did you hear the news? Hey everybody, did you hear the news? Jim Phillips is retiring, and everybody has the blues. Our final twenty-first Christmas together. It will be to sit along with Jim to align your chakras, to find your inner child, and to free that chi. Blessings to the north, the south, the east, and the west. I will always remember the extra shotgun shells Jerry Gwynn carried in his vest. You see. Eddie thought about the Phillips file all the time and always came up with mantras that would always end in rhyme. We can change the world if we only try. Remember, fairness, generosity, modesty, patience are four words to live by. But why do we do this every day and every night to help a fellow rocker, a phylite, a friend of the file during the dimmest of the light? Be the light, Eddie said. Did you find your zen in 2010? Seven years, now eight years ago, Jim. And now it all has changed. You see, I don't know how to say it, Jim. The love in my heart chakra has never faltered. So much energy exchanged for 21 years, but also the laughter, the sweet redemption, and the tears. And with tears in my eyes, I remember it all. All the highlights, all the events, all the moments, no matter how small. Every moment we can think of who, what, when, where, and why. And we can be reflected in a t-shirt, in a pencil, in a handmade yo-yo, a bowl, or smudge stick smoke. That just ascended to the sky. Eddie waved his feather wand to dispense the energy with the smoke. And Eddie always wore so much patchouli, you would practically choke. But as the last Friday, as we upon our deeds and our goods, Jim, we ate did good things. We ate good food. We traveled together. But Jim and Eddie, they looked at each other and smiled because they knew they had achieved their goals. Oh, Jim the Weasel, the Great Awakener, had raised awareness. And Eddie said peace and love and tried to help people's souls. I know, Jim. A meeting of friendship, a brotherhood, a maternal love. But from above like a spaceman. I will never forget the time we talked to spiders, the bats, and all before the sun had set. So here we chose the experience. I say, bah-ha-ha-ha! But do not fret. 
For you see, he's not really retiring. What? He's coming back for another year, four days a week, so we can continue to seek. Eddie the Shaman got excited, like he always does, and expressed with glee. I have the powers of the number of four and eight, and the universe is supporting me. And then he picked up his love bell. And he said, peace, love, in the Phillips file, we heard him say. But no worries, brah. I'll be back next Thursday. Shaka! So, Jim, yeah. I wrote that for you, but you weren't here oh, when I read oh, it. Thank you, Eddie. That was very good. Uh, it, it was touching. Because it's all true, man. I, I know. You know, our friendship has been true, man. Eddie, I'm not, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here, Eddie. I know you are, and I love you. So well, The here's... show may be dying, but I'm not. No, no, no. We don't die. We just fade away into the cosmos like we were born, man. Oh, wow. Remember, Jim, what you said. We're yeah. all just a part of the universe. We're all just stardust. And one day we're just going to dissipate and go back in there and just dance amongst the stars. Okay, doggy. But Jim, here's the thing you got to remember. What's Do you that, remember Eddie? what the hummingbird told me to tell you? What uh -oh. What did the hummingbird tell you, Eddie? Jim, Jim, you have to you have to embrace what makes you happy. Yeah. Do you embrace what makes you happy? I try to. Yes. I embrace myself because I'm happy. Uh -oh. Jim, well, I embrace myself, but usually only thirsty. All right, yeah, listen. you got to be joyful, man. I'm so joyful that you just said that. Remember to count your blessings right. and remember, brothers and sisters of love. If you open yourself up to pleasures, you will have pleasure. But if you don't open yourself up to pleasure, you will have no pleasure. So now take a deep breath. And let it go. Ah, remember, we think about people, and when we think about them, it gives them beautiful energy. Yeah. So yeah. take another deep breath. And let it go. And, ah, and remember three things. What's Peace, that? love, and the Philip smile. Shaka! It's pronounced Montez. Thank you for partaking in the cleansing of your soul. This is just one step in your journey toward inner peace and happiness. Remember to keep your chakras in line. And wash your hands after you go to the bathroom. All right, Kim Montez, that's another example why you do not want to uh, get into radio. <laughs> oh, Good job, Kim. You're a great guest Excellent. today. We appreciate it. We'd love to have you back. We're out of here. Have a, a great weekend, at least a long weekend for me. Uh, Jim Colbert program tomorrow between 3 and 7 on Real Radio. I'm back on Monday at 3. Right after Shawnee's The News Junkie with Sabrina and C-Lane, they follow the monsters in the morning. So tonight, eat dessert first, grin like a dog, wander aimlessly. Pound your conk as often as you can. Buy your books with cash and eat some ants. Bye-bye and take care.